0: some of this Michael. Be one of us. I said, I'm not going to hurt you. I'm just going to bash your brains. No in the hallway.
1: Welcome to the Spook House episode number 19. I'm yeah. Phil. I'm Jason. And today we are talking about Halloween 6 The Curse of Michael Myers. We are wrapping up the Thorn trilogy. And
2: actually, kind of the original timeline for because everything gets really wonky after this movie, too, as far as timeline wise. That's correct. Yeah. Yeah, you know what? I
1: missed the Thorn trilogy. You know, they continued it in comics. Well, that doesn't count,
2: oh, well, I mean, if you wanted to see what what Daniel Farns had in mind, okay, you
1: can there's at least like a couple of comic books where you can see I would have loved to have will I'm sure we'll get to this later, but I would have loved to have seen like what they did with Paul Rudd and Marion Hagan, you know, yeah, I, I think they could have done something
0: it could have been cool interesting with that sure,
1: sure, it really could have been interesting, but then Jamie Lee Curtis was like, "Hey, it's twenty years later." I want to make some money. And then what's up?
2: And then, of course, Mustafa, Cod, and the wine they are like, "Yes, you do want to make some money. Oh yeah,
0: and
1: we want to make some money with you." Yeah, but so that's, we'll, next we'll, we'll, that's next week. That's next week. That's next week. But today we're talking about one of my personal favorites in the Halloween series, Halloween Six. And you know what? Fuck, fuck, what you gotta say?
0: <laughs> oh
2: yeah, I, I said it. I feel like the. the this episode is going to end with you putting me in like, what's that spine twister that uh, the Korean zombie <laughs> did in US like 10 years ago? Like that it's, movie still haunts my dreams. That
1: movie. we am going to hang you over the balcony by your ankles. <laughs> say something else about <laughs> Halloween 6. No, say you love the Thorn Trilogy. Say you love... Hey, even though I love this movie, I get the criticisms and we'll talk about them. But let's hold off on that for now. Yeah. So this is the latest episode we've recorded. Yeah, it is. It is. It's like... A quarter past eight right now. It is we oh. usually record on Saturday afternoons. Yeah, but tomorrow I'm going to Bush Gardens. Oh, that's what you're doing tomorrow. Yeah, right? okay. going to Halloween okay. scream. hello okay, because that's what they do do a, a Halloween thing. They do, and I tell you, for the price of those tickets. Uh huh. George Wilbur dresses the shape in Halloween <laughs> 6 better chauffeur me around that fucking park.
2: Are they even tied to any kind of entertainment company, or is it just... No, that's Universal Studios. They're the only ones that have that. And King's is Paramount, which is also the other the other theme park around here. They don't do, like, movie theme stuff, do they? Well, I mean, they've got Wayne's World Street, you know, that whole area is Oh, yeah, yeah, that's so right. I mean, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Of course, Carowinds is closer than King's Dominion, isn't
1: it? I'm not sure. It's been forever since I went to a theme park. I'm really excited. Scout is excited. Scout's excited. Yeah, I can't wait. We're leaving <laughs> bright and early tomorrow, so that's the reason for the Friday. So, podcast. what are they doing? Like, what what kind of thing? It's just like a
2: haunted house kind of thing. Yeah, or? I
1: think so. I haven't done a lot of research. I want to be. I want to be surprised. Okay. Okay. I want to ride some other fucking roller coasters. Very exi- a, very
2: excited. It's been a long time since I've been to Busch Gardens. Same here, but good shit. <laughs> can't good shit. wait.
1: So, before I do all that, have you watched anything good lately, Jason? Yeah, I've watched watched a couple things. So, I caught up on Creep Show. If you say Friends.
2: No, I did not watch Friends.
1: Podcast is over. No, I
2: say that as I (laughs) podcast people that are listening right now. As I walked in. That
1: wasn't a green light for you to start talking about Friends, by the way. (laughs) But, yes, as you walked in... Friends was paused on my TV because <laughs> my girlfriend was watching it, not me.
2: And it's funny you also that you mentioned that uh, Gun sent me a message like, I was listening to your podcast because I turned off when I heard
1: you started talking about Friends. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Josh. <laughs> but I did. Wa- I caught up on Creepshow on Shudder. I saw the first episode. I haven't watched the, they're up to like episode three now?
2: Uh, right? Episode three came out last night. I have not watched that episode, but I've watched the first two
1: episodes and they're fun if pretty forgettable. Yeah, did you like the... Scout, stop licking my cookies. <laughs> 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 okay.
2: So yeah, I watched it, and the first, the Stephen King, it was Grey Matter, which one is one of his most famous short stories. Uh-huh. Uh, it was fine, of course, in the story since it takes place in May, it takes place in a snowstorm as opposed to a hurricane. Okay. And it's okay, you know, the head, the house of the living head. Was also it's a Josh Mallerman yeah, story who wrote Bird one. Box. Mm-hmm. Um, again, that one was. I mean, it was fun, different, but again, they're just kind of they're fun but forgettable. I give like a B minus C plus so far.
1: Yeah, I want to really
2: like it. I really and some of I mean you can tell like that doesn't have the money to really put put in this kind of thing right now. Yeah, you know, and like with they got you know Joe Bob Briggs last driving which is fun, but they're not putting a whole lot of money in that because they're just showing movies that they already have the rights to right now. Yeah. And if you're not watching that's also a lot of fun too. But now they're producing this T V show, it's I want it to be good. Maybe if it'll get picked up for a second season and they can and they can put more money into it uh-huh. and more talent. I just I want to continue watching it, but it's yeah, not super here. great.
1: But it's fun. I want to support Shudder and I want Creep Show to do well. Yeah. Didn't Greg Nicotero direct the first one? Yeah, and he's executive a, producer on the show. Is a too. different director each episode. Yeah, different director and uh, writer
2: for each each story, and okay. they have two stories per episode.
1: Well, I'll watch all of them, but like you, I thought the first episode was like, eh, okay, yeah, all right. And that
2: didn't really knock my socks off. And that seems to be the uh, what I've looked across the internet. Everybody's kind of saying like, well, it's not bad. It's just kind of
1: the ending of the first episode was like when adrian Barbo was like calculating like yeah oh, six days according to my calculations it'll take six days and i was like you're no Wilfred brimley in the thing it's okay like, Hmm. oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's like if that was actually happening would you be punching in numbers on him i was like you know i was like that you, you know, know she got the the visor with the green see-through thing and just hitting the like <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> Well, other than Creepshow, have you watched anything?
2: Uh, I watched Hell House LLC last night. I've not watched that either. It's a, uh, it's, I don't care for found footage stuff, and that's kind of a found footage movie. Mm-hmm. But it's also kind of like a documentary too. It's it's fun. Uh, now I've heard the sequels are dog crap, but the first one's actually pretty good. You can say dog shit. Oh, that's right. We're on the internet. They don't censor us. That's right. This isn't China. <laughs> it <just> sounds weird. <laughs> dog crap. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, me and me and Em sat down. We were like, we haven't really watched a lot of horror movies in October yet. So mm-hmm. we we're like, let's watch Hell House LLC. It's a really good Halloween watch. All right, about a haunted house that is also haunted. Oh, like a, you know a, you know you paid money to go to a haunted house in Halloween. Oh,
1: a haunted haunted house. Exactly,
2: yeah, and therein lies the the twist. Should I watch it before
1: I go to Bush Gardens? A- it, it might you be scared? a good one. Yeah,
2: we turn off all the lights and watch it. It was pretty creepy. Ooh. It's definitely a, a creepy. Really, it's creepy, creepy <laughs> scary movie
1: yeah you said you don't like found footage I feel like that's kind of a a dirty term in the horror world it's like found footage yeah it turns off a lot of people right away yeah which is kind of unfair a little bit I, I mean, mean when it's done okay
2: like I, I never really enjoyed the paranormal activity movies that much Fair Witch Project was I think only, I really I think I've only seen that movie once in my entire life you need to rewatch when it when it came out
0: it's pretty know, good. And it's I like
2: it. Fun. And I also, what the last broadcast, which came out the year before Blair Witch Project, mm-hmm. which is also a pretty interesting movie. Like Chernobyl Diaries or that kind of stuff. What was that other oh, grave encounter that got kind of popular? I didn't
1: see that. But there's some good found footage stuff. Yeah. Well, and speaking of found footage, okay, the taking of Deborah Logan is found footage. Oh, it is. is yeah, well, watched? it's, um, I guess, more presented as like. So they're following around this lady that has Alzheimer's. Okay. So they think Ooh. but it turns out there could be something else going on. Something is afoot. Yes. And you know what? It was pretty fucking creepy at times. Really? But yeah, we watched it and Alyssa got pretty freaked out. I mean, there were a couple scenes where I was like, "Oh shit. Like oh. this is kind of okay." Oh. Yeah. I had yeah. always heard about it.
2: Yeah, I have too.
1: It's worth a watch. Okay. Is it streaming right now somewhere? It is on Shudder. Oh, really? Either Shudder or Tubi. I think Shudder. Okay. Pretty short. Pretty short Shudder. Pretty short Shudder. Say that five times (laughs) Pretty short (laughs) Shudder. All right. Well, because Ian really likes those kind of movies. I think she would watch it from what you've told me about the kind of stuff she likes. Yeah. Definitely give it a watch. All right. Other than that, I've been watching the new Cold Case Files on Netflix. Okay. So they're done really, really well. Okay, They're not like cheesy narration and stuff. They're shot really well. Jason Bloom produces it? Really? Yeah, I saw his name at the end of the credits. I was like, oh shit, Jason Bloom. <laughs> but they're really good. And side note, if I could just become like a cold case detective <laughs> and not have to be a cop for... 10 years? Yeah. It's like, hey, can I just like go to school to solve some motherfucking crimes no you gotta be on the beat man yeah i don't want to do that like pull over people (laughs) and hand out speeding tickets and shit it's like nah, man just give me a a bunch of boxes be like hey this case is unsolved figure it out you know you can be a pi yeah that's true you know yeah but i heard that those people just basically hang outside of like applebee's while somebody's Going on a date with their <laughs> girlfriend or something. They're just like... Trying super... to catch somebody cheating. Yeah, I talked to somebody. I think they used to be a PI or something. I talked to somebody about it, and they're like, yeah, it's pretty fucking boring, actually. Yeah, I bet. But yeah, you're right. Hey, maybe I'll I'll become a PI. You'll be a massage
2: therapist slash PI. That's right. I would right. love to see that business card. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, Yeah, that's about all I watched. So... Seeing as how we have a doozy of an episode, let's yes. just go ahead and get into a little bit of news. We're going to oh. keep it all Halloween news today.
0: Yeah. All
1: right. So,
2: uh, first thing that's going on is Charles Cyphers, everybody's favorite sheriff, is confirmed by sh- <laughs> Some people's favorite sheriff. Some people's favorite <laughs> sheriff.
1: Well, they haven't confirmed that he's going to be the sheriff, Okay. Right? Well,
2: I guess they haven't confirmed he's going to be a sheriff, but he here's what be I think. I
1: think he's going to be a security guard at... I hadn't filled Memorial now because he's old as fuck. And hmm. a lot of police officers, when they retire, they'll just do like security work. Yeah. I hope that's what he's doing. Okay. No disrespect to Mr. Charles Saffis, but I don't see his 80 year old ass as the lead sheriff. I'm sorry. Well, it's a small town. And I if he's, swear He's an God. elected official. I bet they just keep electing. I swear to God, if there's a scene where he's like, "Wait, hey, no, Laurie, it's Halloween. Guess everybody's entitled to one good scare. And Laurie's like, not this year. <laughs> Coxer shotgun, I'm gonna leave the theater. You're gonna leave the theater? I swear to God. <laughs> don't make me do it.
2: He'll probably be married to like Janet Lee. Like, or no, she alive? She's dead, sir. She oh okay. <laughs> oh my God. And as soon as I said that, I was like, wait a second.
1: Wait a tick. Wait a tick. All bullshit aside. I I look forward to seeing it. It'll be cool to see him come back. Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I, I saw I a I'd... picture
2: of him on Instagram. Yeah, I was like, oh, look
1: at that. Look at him. I'll be goddamn. Well, Child stuff nope. Is back in the uniform? I know I talk a lot of shit about him, but hey, I like Sheriff Brackett. It'll, it'll be cool to see him come back. <laughs> has he done anything since Halloween two?
2: Well, I mean, he's like
1: the fog he was in. He's, oh, he's the... done some other stuff. Well, but that he has was been... before Halloween two. It was before Halloween two. Yeah, that's right. it was a year before.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's done, he's been some other John Carpenter stuff, but he's, he's I think he's probably like
1: semi-retired kind of guy. Yeah. Well, I look forward to it. I do too. So, what else in the Halloween world, Jason? Well,
2: they have converted Cape Fear Community College. Yep. Which is the community college in Wilmington, North Carolina. Where
1: I attended. I took some film classes there. Nice. This was in my early 20s when I was just trying to. Smoke as much weed as possible. And I didn't really take it too serious, but I really enjoyed the film classes. And looking back, I kind of regret not taking it more serious. But yeah. I went to that community college a lot. Yeah. All those pictures you saw, that little sidewalk area, I'm like, oh shit, I used to walk there every fucking day. Yeah. Now, if you had told me nine years ago, hey, one day they're going to be filming a Halloween movie right here, I would have shit a brick. And I've been like, I gotta go to the One Tree Hill set. Sorry guys. <laughs> <laughs> I was an extra in One Tree Hill. And if I still lived in Wilmington, I'd be an extra for Halloween Kills, but I'm not. <laughs> You'd stop everything.
2: Just block out all oh, of yeah. your patients. would be like, okay, time for a Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I think they're going to film in Halloween Kills, so I gotta go. Yeah. Make that
1: fifty dollars a day. But the big news here is that there's going to be a hospital yeah. scene. To so what yeah, extent, it, we don't know. Yeah, so I don't know if we completely got out there. They've converted
2: Cape Fear Community College into Haddonfield Memorial Hospital. So what I'm assuming is this one's going to pick up immediately where the last one stopped. That's what it's kind of pointing to. You know, so they'll probably go straight to the hospital. Now, if this all takes place in the hospital, who knows? But I feel like at least the beginning is going to Please be. don't. No.
1: <laughs> Have a couple scenes at the hospital, then get out of there.
2: Or maybe it'll be like uh, the first thirty minutes. So it'll be a dream sequence, like in Halloween Two. Rob Zombie's Halloween Two. Well, it was the only good part about it. But then you get, then you feel like cheated because, like, oh, no, no, this was real.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say that that hospital sequence is the best thing that he did in both of those movies. And then it just erases it completely when you find out it's a dream sequence. Yeah, but Brad Dorff fucking kicks ass in those movies. Yeah, we'll talk about them. We will. Yeah. it's a couple of weeks away. Hey, you know what? Have him as a sheriff. You know what movie doesn't rely on a sheriff in the Halloween entries? Halloween 6. It's like the first one where a sheriff isn't like, it's like, ooh, sheriff bracket, sheriff yeah. meeker. Like, oh, big sheriff, save us. In
2: the producer cut, there is, in the producer's cut, briefly you see the sheriff of town. That's right. But in the theatrical version, you don't see. Yeah, a and even at all.
1: in the producer's cut, it's kind of like a throwaway. He just shows I mean. up,
2: and it's like, oh, okay.
1: But I, I like that about this movie. There's no, there's really no law enforcement at all. Not a, not a bad move. I no. don't think. No. Well, mm-hmm. fuck it. Let's let's start talking about you it. Want to get into oh, Halloween Six, I've been thinking about this movie nonstop for the past week. I'm ready to <laughs> unpack this shit. So, like I said, this is top three favorite sequels for me. Where do you? Well, we'll get to rankings. Yeah, uh, I, I can already yeah. see you. Uh, now this movie's <laughs> see like loading like, up there. It's like... really nostalgic
2: for me because, like I said, it was the second one I ever saw. Like H. Uh-huh. Joe was the first one I saw, and I went to the video store thinking that The Curse of Michael Myers was the first one because yes, didn't story, yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so it didn't have any numbers. Yeah, so it's really nostalgic. But uh-huh. this movie has lots and lots of problems.
1: Yeah, there's some. Some of the story is fucking silly. And yeah, and yeah. But they they get a lot right in this movie. Now
2: I get it; they were trying to do something different, and you know, they it, sometimes it works. But overall, almost like this is just not. It demystifies Michael
1: way too much for my for my tastes. A little bit, yeah. Well, more so in the producer's cut. Yeah, that's why I prefer the theatrical. Mm-hmm. I mean, the cult stuff, mm-hmm. while it's kind of outlandish idea. Yeah, it wasn't the worst thing. I don't know. I think the cult storyline was just kind of mishandled at times, and it it just got a little fucking silly. Well,
2: this is a clear case that there's way too many cooks in the kitchen. Yeah, for this movie to really succeed, like it like it could have.
1: Yeah, this movie went through major production hell. Yeah. So you have director Joe Chappelle. Yeah. And writer Daniel Farren's. Mm-hmm. You have the Cod's, and producer Paul Freeman, and then you have. The Weinsteins over at Miramax and everybody's like, no, I want to do it like this. No, I want it like this. And yeah, it's
2: and of course there was that infamous test screening with the producers cut.
1: Yeah, apparently they like showed it to basically a bunch of 14 year olds and they hated it. So that's what sparked the reshoots. Yeah, but I agree with the reshoots. <laughs> Their producers cut the last 20 minutes is fucking ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> dr loomis the rune Stop michael yeah oh my god yeah and there's a scene where michael is standing inside of a circle of runes getting chewed out by dr Lin, And it's yeah. like no this is so fucking dumb <laughs> so i agree like yeah let's reshoot this now i'm not saying the reshoots are you could tell they were kind of reshoots and not thought out yeah very well yeah so the third act in both versions is is just kind of meh.
2: Yeah. Uh, on the uh, producer's cut commentary with Daniel Fairns, he says the moment where Kara jumps out the window. It's like, and this is where this movie com- immediately like, halts to a break.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, in both versions in a way?
2: Yeah, that's what he was saying. But
1: some of the stuff in the reshoots in the third act, I don't mind. Like when uh, like Tommy's breaking Kara out of the room and he sees Michael for the first time, Yeah. And he's kind of like, you know has just stares at him for a minute and is like holy (laughs) shit like i like that but we'll get into all the specifics or whatever yeah so this movie came out september 29th 1995 it was the height of grunge we can tell you know (laughs) well aside from uh what's his fucking Tim, tim tim strode he dates the movie but other than that this movie there's not a whole lot of, like, corniness or... No, this is a very serious
2: Halloween movie. Um, A lot of the movies previously have been somewhat teenage-centered, and this one's kind of an adult take on the whole yeah, Halloween franchise. exactly.
1: One thing I like about this movie is that it didn't go the obvious route of, hey, let's cast five twenty somethings and have them like get killed off one by one and yeah. have a bunch of no name characters, Halloween five. Yeah. Um I'm glad they didn't go with that route. Oh yeah. And like you said, it is a very adult film. Yeah. I mean, not adult film. Yeah, it's not a <laughs> porno movie. Yes. But the cast is, you know, <laughs> Paul Rudd is Tommy Doyle grown up I love the fact that they bring Tommy Doyle back Yeah, and he's like obsessed with Michael so I love oh, all that they brought
2: him back briefly in Halloween 4
1: oh well <laughs> not really yeah that was supposed to be Tommy in yeah. the drugstore but <laughs> yeah the movie opened September 29th 1995 had a budget of 5 million made 7.3 in its opening weekend the highest grossing Halloween up to that point opening weekend opening weekend yes but it only grossed about $15 million overall, which, I mean, it, it didn't technically flop, but it wasn't like a smash success.
2: No, not with there, because this was the first Miramax movie that, that they had made, and they had to buy the rights for it, and so I'm sure Miramax was wanting much more return on investment for your, especially with all the production issues that they had to go through to get this one out. yeah. And you also got to think, this was the year before Scream came out, so slasher movies were fucking dead at this point. They were, the slasher movies that were coming out were like straight to video trash,
1: really. Yes, true. But when you think about it, this is kind of like the last good slasher movie. pre Scream. Yeah, I mean,
2: it's the last major slasher movie before Scream, I would say.
1: Yeah, because Scream kind of marked the turning point, for better or worse. Yeah.
2: It reinvigorated the franchise in a way that kind of made some things, like we got... Well, the genre. Yeah, the
1: genre. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I agree. Well, we did an episode on that. (laughs) Listen to it. It was a lot of fun. You know, that was the most tedious episode we've ever done. We also did two episodes back to back that day. Yeah, we recorded two episodes. It was hot as shit. And we tried to (laughs) tackle Scream, which which is a massive undertaking, also Terrifier. Yeah, that was a we recorded like eight hours that day <laughs> so for simplicity's sake we're gonna kind of talk about the theatrical for the most part and i'm sure along the way we'll you know when there was a, a major difference in the producer's cut we'll kind of drop in and yeah talk we'll, about we'll that we'll
2: talk more major differences after we do the, the the play-by-play but yeah mainly we're just gonna be talking about the theatrical cut because that's the one
1: that everybody has seen has had, has had access to Sounds good to me. All right, you get the opening shot with J.C. Brandy, not Danielle Harris, getting wheeled down the hallway on a stretcher, and she's going into labor and she's screaming quite a bit.
2: I'm go ahead, admit it was years after I'd seen this movie before I even realized that that was actually Daniel Jamie Lloyd from the four from four and five.
1: Yeah, okay, and I know this is a little early for hot takes, but I'm gonna give one right here. Okay. I'm not too mad that Daniel Harris wasn't in this. Really? Yeah, even looking back, I was like, okay, what else are you gonna do with it? Now are it? you
2: saying like the character or Daniel Harris herself?
1: I don't know. I it just doesn't bug me that much that okay. every time I watch this I'm not like, Man, this is bullshit. Daniel they didn't get Daniel Harris. Well, I mean they could have. Yeah. Well, won't you give me the story on why they couldn't get her? Well, it's all because of child labor laws, like one hundred percent. Yeah, she was seventeen at the time. And she spent like a few thousand bucks getting herself emancipated so she could film this movie. Yeah. So when she went to the producers and was like, hey, I'm emancipated, can I get like, can you like pay me that money back? Yeah, and
2: she had become emancipated so she didn't have to deal with like the amount of hours she could be on set because if you're under 18, Hollywood union rules. Yeah. They can only be on set for a certain amount of hours, but since she had been emancipated, she didn't have to follow that kind of stuff.
1: Yeah, but they only wanted to pay her like what under a thousand bucks. Yeah, like, for, so like just a, just peanuts a week of work. Yeah, and she was like, "What the fuck?" So she ultimately walked away.
2: And she also she said she didn't really like the script that much either. No, she yeah. had seen a much earlier draft of whatever what it eventually became. She got mad because she was killed off.
0: Yeah, <laughs>
2: she was salty. <laughs> she was salty, but still um, salty. Yeah. But because the producer's cut, apparently there's archive footage of her. Mm-hmm. She gets residuals from this movie now.
1: Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, I did hear that. So there you go, Danielle Harris. And hey, you were in Rob Zombies one and two, so you've been in three sequels. Yeah. Now she's throwing a fit because she wants to be in Halloween Kills. Well, I can't really blame her for not wanting to be for wanting to be in
2: Halloween Kills. But... Well, hey,
1: I want to be in Halloween Kills. <laughs> <You don't... laughs>
2: I'm surprised she didn't move back to Wilmington and just ban the podcast when you found I should that. have. <laughs>
1: And I'm totally not shitting on Danielle Harris. I know it sounds like I am. I adored her in Halloween 4. And it wasn't her fault that Halloween 5 no, was a garbage movie. Not at movie. all. No, Anyways, she- they're willing J.C. Brandy down the hallway. She is in labor, and she's going to give birth. And she's in this Colts underground lair. Who's that baby's daddy? It is implied that... In the producer's cut, <laughs> that it's Michael's baby. There's an implication that it is. I really hope not.
0: It's it
1: makes me really. And I'm just like, did, did he have sex with her? Or did they like make
2: him like jerk off into a cup? And then she's like, and like. Uh, could you just imagine like I wheeling don't into a imagine room? No. <laughs> <laughs>
1: It's like, here's a Playboys. Just in the so court. in my mind, oh, Playboys. Yeah, well this was, 95. was nice. Right, here's a Pamela <laughs> yeah. Anderson issue. Okay. <laughs> so in my mind, and like growing up watching this, I just assumed that she was impregnated and captured by the cult. I uh-huh. didn't I didn't really put a lot of thought into who's the as you put it who the baby dad. Yeah. <laughs> But she's pregnant. She's going to give birth. Yeah. So, and she does. After she gives birth, the man in black shows up briefly. Okay. I know keep pausing to go on tangents here, but they could have just completely left out the man in black and the thorn stuff. You didn't really have to explain it. I mean, how many people were going to be like, man, this is bullshit. They didn't explain the man in black in Halloween five. It would just want to been one of those things like. Hey, remember when uh, Halloween 5 had that guy dressed in black walking around? That was fucking stupid. Yeah. Everybody would be like, yeah, I know, right?
2: Yeah. I feel like at this point, Masophica had his, his uh, heels dug in. It's like, we are going to explain what happened Well,
1: the man in black. To this movie's credit, they set out to explain everything in the series. Like Every movie is tied up, tied yeah. into this story. So, good or bad, they keep you up to date on everything that happens in this series. So the man in black shows up. Yeah. And now we get this, the credit scene. There's a shot of a Scientology meeting going on. (laughs) (laughs) You get the shot of the cult, the cult members. There's candles lit everywhere. You have baby Steven. the Thorn symbol on his stomach. Yeah. This guy's holding his arms over above doing this. I don't know, cold stuff?
2: Yeah, they've got all these black garbs on, and they have kind of like red trim around them. When I was a
1: kid, I didn't understand like, well, this is kind of silly. <laughs> yeah. It looks cool. Like, it looks good. This movie does look good. Like, yeah. as much as I don't like this movie, or I
2: have issues with this movie. What you say? Do- As much as I have <laughs> issues with this movie. See, there it is. <laughs> He's getting ready to do the twister on me. <laughs> <laughs> no, go ahead. Yeah, but as, much, as many issues I have with this movie, it does look good. It like, does. Yeah.
1: There's some really... In my mind, iconic shots of Michael. Like mm-hmm. when I think of the Halloween series, like yeah. him holding the axe before he kills Deborah Strode. Well, that's one figure. of the most
2: famous, like Michael Myers. I and mean, well, it was like one of the first early gifts I remember seeing for the longest time. Yeah.
1: Like I said, the credit scene, it looks good, yes, albeit it does. a little bit silly. And you have Paul Rudd's voiceover, which I also really enjoy. Now, of course, in the producer's cut, it was Donald Pleasance. Which do you prefer, Jason? I think I enjoy
2: Pleasances a little bit more. It just feels like I had a little more gravitas to it, Mm -hmm. you know? It was him doing a Michael Myers speech, but he wasn't screaming at somebody like he's been doing the last couple movies, which is kind of nice and refreshing.
1: I gotta go with uh, my boy, Paul Steven Rudd. Paul Steven Rudd? Yeah. (laughs) Not Paul Rudd, Paul Steven. Paul Steven Rudd. I... I think you did a great job on the voiceover. I mean, both are good, but maybe it's because I grew up hearing that one. Yeah, and maybe it's because I didn't grow up.
2: I hadn't seen the producer's cut until last week for the first time, Uh and so it's kind of refreshing or fresh in my mind. Yeah. And so maybe that's why, because I'd I'd seen this
1: movie a hundred times, and I'd never seen Pleasances before. Yeah, I got you. A nurse comes in. She says, come with me if you want to save your baby. She is played by Susan Swift. Now, did you do any research into Susan Swift, Jason? I know she was she was an Audrey Rose. Oh, so you haven't seen her website? So, Susan Swift, on her website it says, Proud Texan, wife and conservative, mom of seven, irking liberals and having fun. <laughs> well, boy, howdy. I do declare. <laughs> she's like a big contributor to... She contributes to like Fox News and stuff. She's super conservative, yeah. so... Bless you, Susan Swift. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's about to make this next scene much sweeter. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Come with me if you want to save your baby. And we hear the guitar whammy.
2: For this movie is a little bit draining in moments.
1: Yeah, so our boy Alan Howard coming back
2: comes back. Hats off to him. And I get he was trying to evolve the score a little bit. Yes, but some of his like just wailing. This is where the the grunge impact kind of comes in for me. The yeah, score and he's just like constant whammy or that. What's that that effect that that pops up all the time? I that, like that. Really? I just,
1: like see other than the guitar whammy and all that like. I like the sound design of this movie. Mm-hmm. I think there's some really creepy, drony noises. Yeah. And I know what you mean, like the kind of flash edits. <laughs> yeah, and it happens a lot.
2: If it's, it's been like so, you know, occasionally, but it happens like almost every scene. Like in the third
1: act, like it constantly happens and it kind of drives me crazy a little bit. Yeah, they definitely overdo it, but I like those personally. I think it gives this movie... It's going to sound weird. I describe this as kind of a psychedelic sort of horror like a bad psychedelic trip, like the flashing like yeah. montage and like it's like whoa shit, kind of assaults your <laughs> senses in a way. Okay. Personally, I like it. It yeah. creeped me the fuck out when I was a kid. Yeah. I'd never seen like like a flashing mon- almost strobe light effect. Oh, yeah, the third the yeah, third act. Oh yeah, that <laughs> operating room. That should <laughs> Wonder how many like epilepsy seizures that's Jeez. triggered. The nurse and Jamie yep. are running down the hall. And the nurse sends Jamie to go this other direction. She's like, go now. And
0: which oh, so I don't know why she
1: yeah, didn't Yeah, why didn't she go with Jamie? Yeah. Jamie runs away. The nurse is still there. She hears a noise
0: and <laughs> This
1: scene right here. Yeah. I fucking love this scene. Now, Michael coming out of the shadows. Yeah. Grabs her by the throat. Mm-hmm. Why is there a spike in the wall? I don't know, but it's there, <laughs> and he shoves her motherfucking head through it. It's. You see
2: two spikes? I think it's like, okay, well, maybe we put two spikes uh-huh. on the wall. It'll make more sense while there's this
1: random spike here. Hey, don't ruin the scene, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love this death scene. He it's, just, it Picks is, her up by the throat, jams her head through the fucking wall. That's our intro to Michael Michael Myers in this movie. Oh, yeah, he he's he's brutal in this movie, that's for sure. When you th- look back on like it's like he's trying to redeem himself for Halloween five. He's like, <laughs> Look guys, I'm here to whoop some fucking ass in this
0: movie.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Which you can th- actually thank the Weinsteins for that. Because they really they really
1: demanded the up up the nanny and gore for this movie. Speaking of Michael, our boy George Wilbur came back. He did. Yeah. My favorite Michael Myers. Now, do you know how old he was when he filmed this? No, I do not. oldest Michael to date, he was 54 at the time of filming. Huh. Pretty old, right? He's pretty old. He's got that kind of dad bod swagger going on. (laughs) (laughs) And he's notably, he's a thick boy in this. He's a bit of a thick guy. Very beefy. Yeah. In my opinion, this is the most intimidating form of Michael Myers in the series. When I was a kid, a couple episodes ago, Colin asked me, I didn't get an answer, but he was uh-huh. like, what movie like, terrified the shit out of you? When yeah. Was, this movie terrified the shit out of me, particularly this scene. Like I'd seen all the Halloweens growing up. Yeah. I've seen a ton of horror movies growing up. Yeah. And some of them scared me, but this one terrified me really yes maybe that's why i like (laughs) it so much (laughs) maybe that is and i know this is all these movies are
2: highly nostalgic even though i even got nostalgic for part five you know it's a huge pile of shit yes except for reservation i don't don't really have much nostalgia because i was an adult by those come out yeah but i can see you know having a lot of nostalgia for this movie and it's
1: yeah i did see this when i was like eight years old or something like i saw this in like 95 96 yeah so i was like eight or nine years old and just prime age to get the shit scared out of yes that's and for damn sure this movie succeeded in that he shoves her head into the spike in the wall takes a step back does a little head tilt not in a cheesy way no. i like how he does it no here he just kind of lo- steps back he's like huh all right yeah i'm about to kill every
2: motherfucker yeah. in this <laughs> now i've in past episodes, I have complained about the head tail being
1: used uh-huh. too much, but I was like, okay, I'm kind of okay with this. Yeah, so next scene, we get Jamie. She's escaping the cult lair. I'm kind of mm-hmm. glad we're getting getting out of there yeah. and getting above ground yeah. into reality here. Exactly. So it's raining out. She's running through this train yard. Yeah. Now, did you know that originally they wanted to have her escape through a forest? I, Instead of like a train yard, I, I think that would have been, been pretty. That would have cool. been cool too. We
2: need, we need more force in horror movies, you know. <laughs> yeah, I agree. You know, more snow, more force, more snow, <laughs> more, both. Give me both. <laughs> now, speaking of snow, though, actually, uh-huh. I watched an interview with J.C. Branny talking about the scene. So this is one of the first things she shot, obviously. Okay, because she's not in the movie much. This movie was shot in fall, and Utah was having a very early winter that year. Okay, so there was like. Three feet of snow on the ground, and oh, she's shit. out there in a, a gown and barefoot. Oh man! And all these waters coming down her. She said she was absolutely freezing. She's like, I mean, I'm from New York, so wow. I'm not like, like some of these people. Like you know, I'm she's cold. She's
1: From um, she's, she's English, born in she, London. Yeah, something. but yeah. she she
2: grew up in New York apparently, and she was like,
1: it was the coldest I've ever been in my entire life. Just running there in that Damn. parking lot. Well, side note, they started filming this movie on the day of Halloween, which is pretty awesome. Yeah, because. This is the only Halloween that's filmed in the fall. Most of them are shot in like the spring and summer. Mm -hmm. The first scene they shot on the day of Halloween was when John Strode was cutting down the uh, he's coming sign. (laughs) Enough of this Michael Myers bullshit. (laughs) That was the first scene they shot. Mm -hmm. And one thing I love about this movie, it feels very much halloween yeah it really does yeah without like set decoration and stuff yeah it just feels that way always appreciated it for that yeah so anyways jc brandy is running through the train yard there's a drunk redneck guy the, beer. Uh, the white guy with the mullet in
2: terminator 2 who's it, the dip shit guy oh that's <laughs> he reminded me it's like the first <laughs> time i saw that i
1: was like oh. <laughs> <laughs> nice throwback <laughs> <laughs> yeah well <laughs> Michael's like oh you're- did you just call moi a dipshit <laughs> oh
0: yeah
1: <laughs> Michael's like watch this I'm gonna twist your fucking head off <laughs> that was also a reshoot as well they upped the gore there he yeah. was supposed to just break his neck Yeah. But they were like hey why don't you nearly pull his fucking head off and have his spine stick out through his skin
2: John Carl Buechler he, uh, he, his team did the makeup effects for this movie
1: yeah that's right rest in peace as yeah. always Jamie gets in the truck speeds off oh speaking of jc brandy uh-huh did you know that she was in a early 2000s kind of pop punk grunge band no yeah called lowball huh so yeah they have videos on youtube look them up and polly perrette from ncis is the singer the really yes they had like a couple of pretty big songs and they're on the they contributed to the legally blonde and what lies beneath soundtracks oh wow yeah watch their videos they're very 2000 2001 i, I can't believe i missed this i did a lot of research on jc i know. but i can't <laughs> believe i missed I had it. never heard about this but yeah she's <laughs> playing guitar for this band it's pretty fucking awesome they're not bad really I mean, yeah it pop sounds kind of like early 2000s pop punk yeah kind of like... grungy okay Cut to Demeyer's House, 45 Lampkin Lane. Huh. That was one of my screen names on AOL and some messenger (laughs) back in the day. (laughs) And you know, there's a lot of good callbacks to the original. I'll bring them up along the way. Uh But another quick one I like here was Strode Realty. Yeah, yeah. Nice little touch. Yeah. Yeah. So we meet Danny, played by Devin Gardner. He sees the man in black in his room. So I guess he's like having the same visions that Michael did. Yeah. Because he's living in his room. I've got issues with this. What with him?
2: It's just that it seems like they're trying everything they do to get this baby. Uh Uh-huh. And then they're also doing the same thing with Danny. It feels like they kinda render each other pointless. You need to go with the baby or with Danny it just kinda seems like they're both their point of their movie is the exact same thing. So maybe you can just drop one of them and the movie wouldn't be harmed uh, at all. Or even yeah. kind of improved to a little bit.
1: Yeah, they're trying to get Danny to kill, but and they're also trying seems to get like the baby to also be, or pass a curse on to the- I thought they, okay, I don't want to get on this rabbit hole too much, but yeah. I thought the whole point of the cult was to get Danny to kill the baby. To become the new Michael Myers? Well, see, I thought or something like that. See, I thought the baby was supposed
2: to be the new Michael Myers. That's what I thought. Okay, and maybe, I was, and I see, exactly. This is, and this is where the movie kind of gets confusing with. Some
1: well, of the, yeah, as long as you don't try to like, hey, why is this and that? Like, yeah. yeah, I hear you. I totally get what you're saying, but we'll maybe get there. Yeah. So Danny's seeing the man in black and. Who is, from what I know, is just basically like a local Salt Lake actor. Yeah, he was in another movie,
2: like a kids movie, like your typical like late nineties direct-to-video kids movie.
1: Yeah, they filmed this in Salt Lake City again. the The Thorn Trilogy is filmed in Salt Lake.
2: He was in a, a re- they had a reunion for Halloween Six, uh-huh. and he was there. Um, so he's not like somebody
1: who's ashamed of this movie or anything, but he's not really done much acting wise. Yeah. So, Kara enters the room, played by Miss Marianne Hagen, who I really like in this movie. I think she's good. I think, I think she's, she's good. a the good the however. Yeah, shitbag Harvey Weinstein said that she was too thin and her chin was too pointy. Yes. She also went to Duke University, which is right down the road from us. Yeah, I did see that. Yeah. Shout out to Marianne Hagen. Yeah. You think she's listening? (laughs) Hey, she liked one of your comments. Oh, that's right. Yeah. (laughs) There was one day on Instagram where I like went on this rant defending Halloween six. I was like, Yeah. Fuck y'all. And she liked my comment. I was like, (laughs) that's what's up. (laughs) I think I sent it to you. Like, dude, check it out. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, (laughs) Alma Oh man. So I really like Marion Hagen in this movie. So during all this, Kara looks at this. Symbol that Danny's drawn on a piece of paper, the thorn symbol. And throughout all this, back talk with Barry Sims is playing. And he gives some backstory on Michael Myers as he takes calls. He's like, Six years ago, yeah. Jamie Lloyd and about a dozen cops were killed in an explosion in a police station. Yeah. Now, these phone calls, I like it. And it's this is kind of,
2: because I remember the days of the radio shock jock, which don't, you uh-huh. don't really see those anymore, other than Howard Stern.
1: Yeah, and I like that it adds a conspiratorial vibe to it. Like, there's now a mystique and lore around Michael. Yeah. He's like this mystery. He's disappeared. Because
2: and... there's people calling in, and one girl is like how she wants to, you know, like get married to him and, like, have his kids or whatever. How
1: about that Dahmer guy? I bet you could really cook with him. Yeah. <laughs> and then our boy, Paul Rudd, calls in. I was only eight years old when I saw him,
0: but I was one of the lucky ones.
1: That's Paul Rudd of a Super Nintendo fame at this point. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this was his first movie. Yeah. Now, Clueless came out first, but he shot this first because this was filmed in the, well, started filming on Halloween. Filmed into the winter, and they did reshoots in the summer. Yeah. So it was a production hell, but yeah. <laughs> Clueless came out first. Great movie. And side note, they wanted Howard Stern for Barry Sims. They did. He was originally going to be called Harry Sims. HS, get it? Yeah. Hey. Oh. I'm kind of glad he's not in this movie. I feel like it would have really dated it. Well, he's still famous now.
2: Yeah. You know, it's not like he's-, a, he's... Dude's over 40. Well yeah. tell me I'm wrong. Well, I mean <laughs> how many people are age. I I I, I don't remember. The only thing I I don't remember listen to I just remember There's watching nothing wrong being over forty, by the way. I just remember watching. I'm I'll be E-Channel. there soon enough. Yeah. We're not far behind.
1: <laughs> yeah, I used to watch him on the E channel too. Yeah. But he was filming private parts at the time, so he couldn't really yeah. sign on to it. It's called Electroshock Therapy. Yes. <laughs> Doctor Loomis is listening as well. We get to check in on Doctor Loomis. Yeah. As he types away. And somebody calls in and says, whatever happened to uh, the psychiatrist of his Loomis? Heard the old quacks dead. And Loomis turns around and does a little smile and chuckle and says, yeah. not dead, just very much retired. Also, uh, no face scars this movie. That's right. Well, in the producer's cut, he says that he had plastic surgery. Yeah. So, or skin grafts. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So apparently everybody is listening to this show. Yeah. Hey, Even th- Jamie's listening to it in the yeah. truck. <laughs> And she pulls up to the bus station. Yeah, you hear you hear Barry Sims say, Give us a call. One eight hundred you suck. <laughs> well, guess what, Jason? I called one eight hundred you suck last well, night. Really? Yes. You well, wanna hear hat. what
2: it says? Yes, what does it say? Hey, baby. Oh, I love
0: to party. And I have enough energy to keep you hard all night long. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. I may be young, but I have the sweetest tits you've ever had your mouth on, baby, and I suck like a whore. <laughs> <laughs> so if you
1: want a hot babe who knows how to please her man, um, welcome to paradise. Yeah, she has something in her mouth just did Yeah, I think she was supposed to be like simulating a blowjob. Mm. Yeah, I won't play the rest, but you get the idea. <laughs> Eight hundred, yeah. you suck. I didn't know those were still around. I didn't either. Oh, just so you know. Four ninety nine a minute.
0: Oh,
2: so, so how, how much? How, many, how much money
1: is your phone bill now? You got to enter a credit card number <laughs> to get charged. <laughs> maybe you can do like one eight hundred. You blood. Hey, maybe. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so some of the other comments that Barry is making this whole time is like a uh,
1: Michael Myers in space. Oh yeah, <laughs> which, yeah. Which yeah, like, is kind of a dig at John Carpenter. That's right, because John Carpenter pitched that to New Line Cinema, right?
2: Well, the rights for uh, Halloween came up for sale because uh, apparently Mustafa had let the, the rights lapse. I can't, I couldn't hear get like a whole thing going on there. Yeah, but so Mustafa aligned with Miramax to get, to get the rights back, and John Carpenter had aligned with New Line to buy the rights, and his idea was going to put Michael Myers in space.
1: Was that an official idea, or was that just an offhand comment? I,
2: I couldn't find anything like official behind it, and uh-huh. of course, John Carpenter really doesn't talk about Halloween stuff anymore, Yeah, uh, but the rumor was that that was kind of his idea if New Line would have gotten Michael Myers right.
1: Yeah, so that little line there, like, Michael Myers in space, get out of here, that was kind of their little jab at John Carpenter, <laughs> throwing a little shade. Throwing a little shade. Yeah. Dr. Wynn pops into Loomis's house for a bit. This nope. is the first time we see Dr. Wynn since the first movie. That's right. If you recall, in Halloween 1, Dr. Loomis is chewing him out for... He was driving very well last night. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe someone gave him lessons. (laughs) So that Dr. Wynn... So they even bring him back.
2: Yeah. Played by a different actor. This is the villain from Lethal Weapon.
1: Yeah, they wanted Christopher Lee.
2: Apparently... Or no, Daniel Farren's wanted Christopher Lee, but the wine signs were like, nah.
1: Yeah. Hey, let's get the guy from
2: Lethal Lethal Weapon.
1: Weapon. That'll be better. (laughs) Yeah, good choice. Cut back to Jamie... Is in the bus station. So Jamie has the baby with her and she goes downstairs to the bathroom because Michael's chasing her. Steel, yes. But who shows up? Our boy Michael. I love this shot of Michael just walking down the stairs. I mm-hmm. think it's shot beautifully. I do Every- like
2: the shadow. It's kind of as he walks down.
1: Yeah. Everything's blue. There's lightning. Yeah. Boy, is there a lot of lightning in this movie. God. There's pretty much lightning flashes nonstop in this movie. But I like it. I'm not complaining. There's not a lot of rain. As but, soon as you said a lightning crash, all
2: I can think of is a lightning crash is a uh, lot Oh, I feel it.
1: <laughs> okay. God. <laughs> okay.
2: Hey, it's it's very nice. fitting for
1: this movie, yeah. actually. So Michael goes down to the bathroom, checks all the doors, and Jamie has escaped. So she's in their van and she pulled a sneaky. She pulled a sneaky. <laughs> and you know who else pulled a sneaky? Oh, Michael Myers. He hopped mm-hmm. in that that van Mm -hmm. he's right right behind her with the lights with the lights off that's very dangerous (laughs) in the storm at night well michael lives on the edge (laughs) i think this is safe to say michael myers has clocked in more miles on the odometer than any other slasher villain wouldn't you say easily up to this he drives well he drives in h2o as well halloween resurrection is the first halloween movie he doesn't drive in he drives from illinois to california Damn. Yeah, he does. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Michael runs Jamie off the road. And into, into a... large pup- Bourne. Yeah. A pumpkin patch. Now, did you know in Halloween 4, there was supposed to be a pumpkin patch death scene? No, I did not. Yeah, it was in one of the earlier scripts, but it sounded really cool. So I'm wondering if this was Daniel Farren's like, digging around through old Halloween material. It's very possible. Yeah. Because Daniel Ferens did his motherfucking research. Like, yeah,
2: he went through, even before, like, years before he actually officially got this role, he gave them like, the Halloween Bible, basically. Didn't
1: he submit that to Mustafa shortly after Halloween 5? Yeah, like, he got
2: a, uh, so he called one of the producers mm-hmm. after he'd seen, like, Halloween 5, and he, somehow he got a hold of him, because he could actually do that back in, like, the early 90s, uh-huh. and he had like a pitch meeting where he had mapped out all the Myers family all the Strode family yeah other people were on Haddonfield and he just kind of jokingly referred to it as, as his bible and yeah. then, you know he had a meeting and he gave it to him or whatever and then years later they're still trying to make this Halloween 6 movie goes back for an official pitch and he realizes they still had his bible
1: that he had given them on yeah, their desk yeah Mustafa said that they kept referring back to it yeah yeah so anyways Behrens knows his shit should have left the cult stuff out though. Jamie goes into the barn and remember how I was saying this movie is like kind of psychedelic in a way. I yeah. love these shots of the lightning flash and like Michael appears and disappears really quick. Yeah. I think that's pretty fucking cool. Makes them appear kind of ghostly. You know? Yeah. Jamie steps on a hay twig. <laughs> a hay twig? <laughs> well, a straw. We yeah. call it a straw of hay. Yeah. <laughs> but a twig snap noise happens he doesn't
0: really
2: crack.
1: For people that might not know, hay doesn't really break like sticks do. Yeah, well, in this movie it does. Yes. But Michael hears that and boom, he appears and grabs her by the throat. Choke slams her onto some farm equipment. I'm really not even sure exactly what that was. I think that's... Well, you should know this. We're a couple of country boys. Yeah. So, <laughs> I think that's what they cut down corn with okay i mean that makes sense i just couldn't see
2: what the whole thing was just the the prongs or i don't know yeah
1: we'll just assume it's corn because illinois either way it's pretty fucking brutal scene here get out the i love this shot counter (laughs) i love this shot of michael just staring at her yeah like you can't see his eyes yeah i love the fucking mask in this movie i really do it it looks like the mask changes throughout the movie what did you it works well with different lighting. Well, do you see how they came to the, got to this mask? Not exactly.
0: Okay.
2: Well, when they hired Buchler mm-hmm. to do it, uh, apparently Mustafa had gave him a poster for Halloween Four, and he was like, "I want this, but better." Uh huh. And so Buchler went to his guy, and they like molded it, and they like spent like a whole lot of time on it, and they made it a little bit aged, a little bit, and uh-huh. that's pretty much how how they came to it. My only mm-hmm. issue with this mask is the neck's a little bit short in the back, kind of. Like, I can see Michael Myers' neck like a lot in this movie. Where you oh, can't. hey
1: i'll take that over the
2: halloween five
1: neck you mean how it's winged yeah <laughs> there was like eight inches of neck on that mask yeah like went down to his ass <laughs> <laughs> so anyways michael throws jamie onto the farm equipment and she's impelled yeah blood coming out of her mouth and i love this shot of michael i love how he walks up to her he's like oh these hands oh you want some help Check this out. <laughs> he pushes her down. <laughs> then she. Throws, you can't have the baby, Michael. Yeah, throws a little shade at Michael. He's like, Oh, really? Watch this. I <laughs> turned this shit on. <laughs> Pretty brutal way for Jamie to die. Mm hmm. In the producer's cut, he simply just stabs her in the side. It's yeah, it's kind of it,
2: weak. It's a lot. It, she dies a lot differently in the next one. Or yeah. In, in the producer's cut.
0: Yeah.
1: I like this death scene and. This was a reshot that wanted more gore. A reshoot. Yeah. And then Michael goes out to the truck to get the baby, but it's paper towels. She pulled a double sneaky. That's right. They're not Charmin, they're bounty. And Michael doesn't like that. <laughs> He's like, Grr.
2: And we get lightning flashes when he
1: pulls it out. Yeah, more lightning. More lightning. I'm not mad. Cut to the daytime now. And this is the first shot of the movie, like we said. We see this Halloween decoration outside of the. Meyers' house says he's coming. Mm-hmm. And John Strode, Captain Asshole. Yes. Is chopping it down. Enough of this Michael Meyers bullshit.
2: I love that he chopped the post down when I could have just pulled it out.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> he could have
1: just. It, it was just on a wooden stake. Well, maybe it. It, was it was really just... in there. I don't know. I guess. Maybe. Yeah. How are those nits feeling over there? You picking them? Oh, I'm picking them today. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm picking. Your them hands today. are gonna be bloody by the mm-hmm. time oh, this, this movie Oh, this, movie, this is movie is a five year old with full head of lice. Okay. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> so I love this shot here because again, it feels very Halloween. It was literally shot on Halloween Day. And
2: nice mountains in the background too.
1: Can you see mountains in the shot?
2: Yeah. When he like, when he pulls away and you see it on the uh uh-huh. in the in the street, you can see mountains in the yeah, background. Yeah, I love
1: that shot though. It's a classic Halloween shot. It says Haddonfield, Halloween. And you see trick or treaters, and it just feels very fall. Fall. Autumnal. Autumnal. <laughs> yes. So we get our breakfast scene, mm-hmm. and we meet the whole family. So you got John and Deborah Strode. John Carpenter, and Deborah Hill. Oh, yeah. Another little throwback there. Yep. And we meet Tim, who is. The best actor in the world <laughs> he's in velvet buzzsaw what yeah
2: briefly I, i'll try to see if i could find it but he's in velvet buzzsaw briefly i
1: bet he looks a lot different these days oh yeah, i
2: saw his ID picture it's yeah oh, okay
1: yeah. <laughs> he's like are you ready for the famous tim strode stomach pounder now did you know this stomach pounder was an homage to The Fog.
2: I did see that when I was looking things up. I was like, I don't even remember that from The
1: Fog. Though. And somebody asked, okay, when the kid brings a piece of wood to his mom, uh huh, he's like, can we go get a stomach pounder and a Coke? Oh, okay. Alright, now somebody asked Tommy Lee Wallace, what the fuck is a stomach pounder? Kind of sounds like a sex position. <laughs> Give her the old stomach pounder. This is the adult Michael Myers. <laughs> Yeah, exactly <laughs> according to uh, i think john carpenter so john carpenter put that in the script just as a way to kind of add some flair to the dialogue um it was an exercise move but <laughs> yeah i don't know john carpenter kind of threw it in there as like well it kind of sounds like food yeah so there you go that's where the stomach <laughs> pounder come from well danny can't handle the stomach pounder. oh no he takes one little seal. better stick to orange juice a little man oh yeah Yeah. Hope you didn't just brush your teeth. (laughs) Chris. We meet Deborah Strode. Deborah Strode and Kara and John, they're all having breakfast together, and it turns into a little bit of a drama. But you happen to actually know what Deborah Strode's most famous role is Maddie Ross in the original True Grit. That's right. I did not know that. I didn't know that either. Like a couple of days ago. Yeah. I haven't seen the original True Grit. I really love the Coen brothers. Yeah. True Grit. Mm-hmm. I've actually watched that like probably four or five times. Good movie. Love that movie. They do Wastemans really well. They do. <laughs> so Deborah Strode was Matty Ross in True Grit. They have a breakfast scene here. It uh, doesn't go super well. Yeah, it doesn't go super well. There's some uh, some tension between Kara and John. He's like, who the hell asked you to come back here in the first place? Yeah. It's like, you and that little bastard here. I see only one bastard in this house. <laughs> oh, snap. Then he gives her a little slap across the face. Then Tim Strode, get away from her. <laughs> <laughs> that line was delivered piss poorly. Yeah. Kind of sounded like The Room. I did not hit her. I did not. It's <laughs> bullshit. I did not. Oh, hey. oh hi, Michael. <laughs> so, And now Danny's holding a knife against the stomach of John Strode. In the producer's cut, there's like a little bit where it's fucking dumb. Danny hears the voice, Danny, kill for me. And he looks outside (laughs) and Michael Myers is just staring at him. Yeah. That's dumb. (laughs) So they go outside. We meet Beth, played by Mariah O'Brien, who was supposed to be played by Denise Richards. Well, she auditioned. Yeah. Kara and Danny, they have a little moment. Do you know what Mariah O'Brien's maybe her biggest claim to fame is? I do, Jason. All right. She was on the cover of Dirt by Allison Chains. Is yeah, that what you're talking about? Yeah. That's okay. I mean. <laughs> Which is kind of ironic because the I wouldn't really call it the theme song of this movie <laughs> by Brother Kane. Yeah. <laughs> and Full Shine On
0: <laughs>
1: is clearly a rip off of Man in the Box by yeah. Allison Chains. So, so yeah, Mariah O'Brien shows up. I guess she's Tim's girlfriend. Karen Danny have a. A sweet little moment here, and I buy Kara as like a struggling single mother. Yeah, she's a great lead actress in this. I think I think she does fine. Yeah, yeah. They see Tommy in the window and Miss Blankenship outside raking the yard. Now, of course, she caught Tommy the night before spying on her with his telescope while she was in her undies. Yeah, it doesn't really look too good. <laughs> yeah, so Beth kind of gives Kara like your backstory on Tommy about how. Apparently, some spooky shit happened to him when he was a kid. Yeah, and
2: yeah. So, what spooky
1: shit is that, Phil? Oh well, Tommy Doyle, in case you didn't know, was being babysat by Laurie Strode the night Michael tried to kill her. Good recap. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like if you're listening to this, you know who Tommy Doyle is, but maybe not. I don't know. <laughs> so Tommy is listening to last night's tape of the radio show, and he hears a. The bus announcements in the background of the tape. So he's like, "Oh, wait a second. Mm-hmm. Let me go to the bus station."
2: He does a, a little nice little realization. He's walking, then
1: he hears oh, the thing, and he, he, he turns stops. Around. And he turns around. He looks at the radio. He's like, "Aha!" <laughs> yeah. So he goes to the bus stop. Now the guy working at the bus station, yeah, was supposed to be Brian Andrews, yeah, who played Tommy Doyle when he was a kid. But he didn't have an agent, and nobody could find him. Yeah. So stop. Talking shit about not being in the new Halloween Brian Andrews. <laughs> is he still upset about that? Oh god. Actually I should if I had Facebook, I would check it just to see like if he's still <laughs> talking shit. Tommy walks down to the bathroom and he hears the baby. Also, so there's Jamie's, still blood on the floor? Yeah, a little bit of blood. It's yeah. not like a crazy amount. But it's but. like
2: a trail you would think. Maybe it's a hey, bus stop. Maybe, maybe they like
1: just opened. I guess that is. Hey, true. bus stops are grimy. <laughs> You so, also hear an announcement for Russellville, by the way. Oh yeah, that's right. Another little callback to the original. They're all over this movie. <laughs> yeah. So Loomis and Wynn show up to Jamie's crime scene and a giant thorn symbol was burned into hay. Originally they were supposed to be they were supposed to fly in on a helicopter and uh-huh. see a thorn crop circle. I think this works a lot better. Spring aliens into this conspiracy. But even this, so Michael, did he like take a we know tagging was big in the 90s. A torch <laughs> or something. Yeah, he should have spray painted the Maybe he's like
2: a, a giant like, uh, with those cow branders. Uh-huh. Bat- his truck at all it was like.
1: <laughs> yeah. Kara and Tim and Beth, they're arriving at college while Brother Kane plays. <laughs> Come to <see> me. <laughs>
2: Oh, that was back in the days when new soundtracks were huge.
1: Yeah. I mean, how many soundtracks did you own in the 90s? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, there were a lot of good ones back then. Kara drops her papers, and she sees the thorn paper thing, and I can already tell you want to talk about how dumb what Tim says is, so go ahead. What's he say, Jason? Uh, uh, I think it's cool. Yeah. It's like, Wow. Somebody asked him to leave. Please. <laughs> he's ruining this fucking Like, movie. even even when this movie came out, that was a dumb reference. <laughs> yeah, it definitely timestamps it. For sure. sure. Tommy arrives at the hospital carrying the baby, and he is in he a tizzy. E- he escalates this a little bit quicker than he needs yeah, to. Yeah, he could have just been like, ah, I found this baby. But right away, he's like, I, I need a doctor. There's been an accident. Oh, oh, kind of an accident. I need a doctor now. Like, Get me a doctor. I
2: was like, I was, I was like, and then she like, of course she calls security on him because yeah, that's not really how.
1: Granted, we don't have perfect healthcare in the states, but it doesn't work exactly like that. Oh, okay. <laughs> Let's not have that conversation. Yeah. So Tommy sees Doctor Loomis in the hospital. He recognizes him from the back. By the way, did you notice that? I feel like I'd recognize Doctor Loomis in public. <laughs> I was waiting in line at the grocery store. I'd be like, oh, Dr. Loomis, Oh no shit. Yeah. <laughs> Either way, I like this I like this little exchange between Tommy and Dr. Loomis. I think Paul Rudd does a great acting job in this. I mean, he's a little, I think if he redid it today, he mm-hmm. would get a better pass at it. Yeah, he's a little too, what's the word?
2: Animated. And apparently he was, some people call it a little too Shakespearean at parts. Mm. Which I can see that.
1: Wasn't he like a theater guy? Probably. I think he was. Well, I like him in this, albeit he's a little weird.
2: Yeah, so. And some of this way it's written, so he's kind of written to be a little creepy.
1: Yeah, that's true. But a girl's grand, and he did watch some people get butchered when he was eight. Before security gets to him, says, meet me tonight, nine o'clock, the campus rally. Skedaddles on out of there. <laughs> Takes the baby home. We get a shot of Michael staring at Deborah Strode from across the street. She's just kind of... Walking around inside the house. And he's
2: yeah. just like on the sidewalk, too. He's not even like trying to hide or anything. He's just kind of like chilling out in the open.
1: Yeah. Well, she's like slowly walking around the house. And I guess Dr. Loomis just let himself in. He like <laughs> grabs her shoulder.
2: Yeah, I was like, what's going on? You just don't even knock? He's like, Dr. whoa, Luz. Dr. Loomis. Like, I know
1: you're an old guy and you've done a whole lot of stuff. But at some point, you got to like ring the doorbell,
2: knock. Um, I mean, this is the Myers house. People are a little jumpy around here.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a quick shot of Miss Blanking Chip walking well Tommy brings the baby back home and he's like cleaning it off and you see Miss Blankenship walking down the hall outside his door yeah and she'll come into play later yeah she will Loomis is giving what is essentially his final speech here yeah because for the rest of the movie he there's like some reaction shots yeah but there's not a whole lot of he's kind
2: of there in the
1: theatrical cut yeah so this was kind of like his last little speech here and I really I love this scene here.
0: For 15 years, I've been obsessed to find out what was going on inside of him. It. It's been my life work and my ultimate failure. This force, this thing that lived inside of him came from a source too violent, too deadly for you to imagine. It, it grew inside him, contaminating his soul. It was pure evil. What makes you think he'll come back here? This house is sacred to him. He has all his memories here. His rage. Mrs. Strode, I beg of you, don't let your family suffer the same fate that Laurie and her daughter suffered.
1: And there's a quick scene here where Danny's walking down the street and Tommy walks in front of him and scares him. And he drops the pumpkin. (laughs) <laughs> what's that a callback to that's the first movie that's right yeah another one add that to the to the list there except it's kind of ruined by the stupid ass man in black standing in the street and yeah it's like, oh, god just drop this angle please are <laughs> you gonna kick a puppy again uh, <laughs> go to Vincent drug <laughs> deborah calls john on the phone she's like you know your brother couldn't sell this house because of what happened here and, and you knew and you didn't tell us. I like this whole... I think she acts this very well. You oh. have lost it, Deborah. I yeah. mean, you have yeah. lost it. <laughs> You're watching all those damn TV talk shows. <laughs> <laughs> but I like Kim Darby here. I think she does a good acting job. Yeah. And the shot of Michael out of focus standing in the background is creepy as fuck. And again, it's in the daytime. Yeah, it is. Like we brought up in Halloween 5. Yeah. And the old school Halloween theme is playing here. The doom, doom, doom. Oh, okay. There's a lot of the original theme throughout this movie. Okay. I know the we think about like the, the guitar, guitars, yeah, dive bars and all uh, yeah. Not dive bars anyway wham- whammy dives and all that, <laughs> but yeah, there's some really good original music in this, yeah, meaning the original Halloween music, yeah. anyways, Deborah walks downstairs and notices the- that the axe is gone, mm mm-hmm. and the phone rings. We want the child <laughs>
2: I guess it was a semi Peter when those scream things. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't get that either. But she turns around and sees Michael and drops the phone, runs out the back door, and her little mom shoes are <laughs> working there. Her mom shoes are at work here. I do love this scene. Yeah, this is a killer fucking scene. So Deborah's crawling on the ground, pulling sheets away. She pulls one away, and Michael's standing there holding the axe. It just looks badass as shit. I mean, you don't see the death. But no, you see him swing, or she's all crawling around, and she
2: looks up, and then you see him, and the cameras come from a, a low angle, uh-huh. and you see him swing the axe, and then all the blood sprays onto the bed sheets. Pretty sick. It's pretty awesome, it. and that's one of the really early gifs that I remember from <laughs> like early two thousands. Kind of. Oh thing. yeah, I
1: remember that one. Kara comes home, and this is a really long, drawn out little shot here of her kind of walking around the back of the yeah, house because the and... front door's locked. Yeah, and she slowly makes her way upstairs and finds Tommy sitting in Danny's room with Danny again. Tommy's a bit creepy in this, but he knows all about dinosaurs. Exactly, <laughs> he has the internet.
2: Like he's got, he's just holding a baby, and then Danny's like playing his Game Boy.
1: Uh, so this is my new friend Tommy. <laughs> Tommy brings Kara and Danny over to his house. They pass by Miss Blankenship in the living room watching Phantom of the Opera. Hmm. Yep, yeah, they go upstairs. I love the shot of Danny as he sees Michael across the street. Again, much like Tommy Doyle seeing Michael across the street in Halloween. Oh. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I thought of yeah. be a, that's a nice little yeah. throwback to
1: While he's in Tommy Doyle's room. Right. Huh. <laughs> Again. Yeah. Okay. Nice little throwback. <laughs> nice little throwback. Oh, and there's a... We were talking about the crazy edits. There's yeah. a scene where... Tommy's like trying to get the baby to calm down because it's crying, and yeah. Kara takes him. And she's like, All it takes is a mother's touch. Shroom. <laughs> yeah, it, it's that one's a little ridiculous. Yeah, I can admit That's that. That's the
2: one that I think the most of, too, because that one's pretty rough. And so, also, uh, when they're talking, it was like, Who are we supposed to be looking for? And he just kind of goes, Him. I like that.
1: Uh, mm, eh, well, whatever. It's each his own. So Tommy is on his computer machine. This is. <laughs> Groundbreaking technology in 1995.
2: I love that in movies back in the 90s, they just kind of hit keys and stuff happens on the monitors.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised he didn't say, I have to hack into the mainframe. <laughs> this computer's <laughs> juiced at 32 gigabytes. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> so Tommy's giving her the whole backstory of Thorn and how it's a constellation that appears in the sky and where whenever it appears, he appears and...
2: The sacrifice of one family means the, the saving of an entire the tribe the
1: lives of an entire tribe it's a little fucking silly, yeah but yeah but I just basically ignore all this shit whenever I watch <laughs> this movie it's like yeah okay. sign of a good movie <laughs> well even then it's not too bad I yeah mean, yeah it's it's a little okay it's a little silly yeah, but it's not the worst thing no I will give this credit okay just a little side
2: tangent okay at this point, you know, it's the sixth movie, they want to try something a little different.
1: Yes, it's the sixth movie. And it does yeah.
2: succeed much, much better than Jason goes to hell and they try to do something different. Yes. Like, because that movie's a shit pile. And this movie, yeah. while I have my issues with it, it's much better than that movie.
1: Yes. I think, if if you don't agree with that, then go fuck yourself. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, agreed. So, Tommy gives her the whole backstory, and he's got to go meet Dr. Loomis at the campus rally. Now, this scene with Miss Blankenship I love this part she's kind of giving the history of Sam Samhain or Samhain if you want to be an asshole (laughs) and it's accurate for the most part yeah as we talked about in our I think it was the Halloween 3 episode kind of talked about the history of Halloween yeah we brought up a little bit bonfires and warning off warding off spirits of the dead and all that
0: Because that's when we go trick-or-treating and get candy. Well, yes, but a long, long time ago, it was a night of great power. When the days grew short and the spirits of the dead returned to their homes to warm themselves by the fireside. All across the land, huge bonfires were lit. Oh, there was a marvelous celebration. People danced, and they played games, and they dressed up in costumes, hoping to ward off the evil spirits, especially the boogeyman.
1: What's the boogeyman? Come on, Danny. And she reveals that she was babysitting Michael the night that he killed Judith. Now, here is my favorite throwback of this movie, and it's an often overlooked moment in the series. Okay. So she says that she was babysitting Michael the night he killed his sister. Miss Blankenship's house is across the street from the Myers house. Yes. What's the first shot you see in Halloween? You see Michael walking across the street oh, back to the Myers house. That's
2: true. Boom.
1: Suck it. <laughs> <laughs> this, Nobody is the talks best, about, this is the best movie like, of God all time. Damn it. <laughs> well, I love that. It is like it doesn't get brought up A This lot. and the trucker in the first movie. What the fuck is going on? <laughs> <laughs> no,
2: I, I really do love that little tie in there. Though. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've never thought about that, but yeah, it makes sense.
1: Yeah. We cut to the campus rally. And we see, oh, who's that? The man in black? No, it's hello, Haddenfeld, It's Barry Sims. It's back talk with Barry Sims.
2: You know he plays the exact same character in another movie.
1: Wasn't there some Penny Dreadful? Yeah. movie.
2: Yeah, that's what it was. Came His out in character's name is Barry Sims, and he's also a radio DJ. Really, it's like the exact same character.
1: I've got to see footage of this. Yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> well, they're gonna have their little party on the campus rally, but we cut back to John Schroed coming home pissed drunk. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He hears a noise downstairs. Here's the washing machine going. Opens the washing machine, finds bloody sheets. And when he turns around and sees Michael, Michael looks fucking evil in this shot. Yeah, he does. The way it
2: slid and everything. Yeah. This is a highlight of the theatrical cut, for sure.
1: Yeah. I love this death scene. I I'm not mad at the reshoot. Yeah, it's it's, it's not the whole thing, because
2: it was always, but in the producer's cut, it's just, he kind of stabs and he electrocutes him. Yeah. But they added the head explosion.
1: Yeah, which I think is kind of fun. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Buchler was talking about that. He was like, yeah, producers were coming, and they wanted to grab it to, to, you know, add more gore and stuff to it. So Uh I was like, head explosion. So we filled it with, like, hot dogs, and I was like, (laughs) yeah.
1: Yeah, well, it was a killer death scene, I think. And he kind of deserves it.
2: And yeah, I'm always down for head explosions in movies.
1: Yeah. Now, is this the most graphic in all of the, the series? I would say so. Okay. Yeah, that's fair to say. Yeah. It's been a while since I watched Rob Zombie's Halloween, but...
2: And I remember the second one was a really mean
1: one. Like, he was, like, really, like... That movie was, like, really mean. Yeah, it was. But well, that's one way to put it. It was really mean. Michael Myers is a meanie in that. <laughs> He's such
0: a meanie.
1: But yes, this has some brutal death scenes. I like them, though. For the record, my favorite death scene is the head through the spike. This shit's awesome. In the entire series or the movie? Ooh. We'll save that for... Oh, show announcement. We're going to do a Halloween retrospective episode. One where we don't have to do research for once. Yeah. (laughs) I literally have seven pages of notes right here. (laughs) Um, Yeah, we're going to do like uh, top ten death scenes. Top five lowest points of the series, whatever you know. We're just gonna if you want, if you've got ideas for what you want us to talk about, shoot it to us on the Instagram. We're oh there yeah, a- yeah, we're gonna yeah, we'll get to that. We're, yeah, hold your horses. We got a long ways to go. <laughs> I know it feels like we're kind of making some progress here. Yeah. We're like, oh shit, we're on six. It's like, <laughs> uh, don't get too excited. We have got we're- six more to go. <laughs> <laughs> I just I don't think it's gonna end at this point. <laughs> no, I'm loving this shit. So, yeah. cut back to Barry Sims. They're having the live podcast. Or, no. <laughs> they're they're doing their little radio Innovators show.
2: Innovators in Haddonfield, they yeah. are. Yeah. So they're having a big radio show because this is the first year they're trying to bring Halloween back to Haddonfield. Mm-hmm. It's been on a moratorium since, I guess part
1: five. Yeah. They banned <laughs> Halloween. So Beth threw this celebration. They want to bring back Halloween. We're bringing it back. Bringing it back. And Beth is like, just look at Tim. They live in the Myers house you do we do yeah good house strong wood <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> how did he not know that
2: that's that's another thing that kind of again you've been telling me i got i'm, I'm picking nits like crazy yeah, yeah, okay. but this, I, I even this, noticed that last yeah, night yeah, it's was like, like hey.
1: beth who's like knows all about the history of michael myers yeah she's dating tim yeah all the time she went over to the house she wasn't like Hey, you know this is Michael Myers' house, right? Hey, you know, this is literally the room that uh, somebody was murdered in, right? Yeah, that'd be like renting Jeffrey Dahmer's old apartment. Yeah, and over there is where he ate a dog once. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Barry Sims, he goes back to the van. Oh, What's
2: one of the things he says to Beth
1: about her getting so riled up? Oh, he's like, hey, Tim, did she get this riled up in the sack? I bet she wears crotchless panties and barks like a dog. How many times do you think we said that to each other when we were (laughs) like... Yeah, well context here yeah (laughs) talking about this movie (laughs) yeah yeah we this was a catchphrase yeah yeah it was (laughs) i bet she wears crotchless panties and barks like a dog michael's about to give him the business because (laughs) barry's walking back to the van and he gets in the van and Michael grabs him from behind, and I'm pretty sure he stabs him in the dick. I don't know where he He stabs him kind of low. So when you see him fall out of the tree later, uh-huh. I notice that like his boxers were all bloody. Really? Yeah. I'm pretty sure Michael stabbed him in the dick and pulled up. Which he did, is He did call him a pussy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you don't call Michael Myers a pussy. No. As, wait, nobody's called him a pussy up to this point.
2: No, nobody's really
1: called him any names. Okay, I'm thinking of Tommy Jarvis and Friday the 13th. Come on, you pussy. (laughs) Bucky talked shit to him in Halloween 4. Oh, it didn't turn out so well. No. So, yeah, Michael's like, I disapprove of you and your bowl cut. (laughs) (laughs) Tim and Beth get home and Beth gives Tim a history on Michael. She hacks out the murder scene. Yeah, but couldn't mention like, hey, this is Michael Myers. Yeah, also the electricity's cut out in the house. That's right. Tim's like, oh, let's go get the candles. But not before we hear, mommy, it's raining. <laughs> it's raining red. Now, in the producer's cut, she was singing. She's like, mommy, it's yeah. raining. It's raining red. It's, it's kind of weird they
2: refilmed that. Yeah. I don't. And the, I don't remember, was the him dropping nails that different
1: at all? I don't, I don't think, think so. it was. I don't think so. So I, it's I like, just, why would they be like, hey, reshoot that with that little yeah, girl there's lots of cuts that
2: even with the the story there's that they were kind of changed I just didn't really understand why they would have changed it for reshoots at all
1: yeah who knows who knows not the weirdest thing Harvey Weinstein's done <laughs> <laughs> so Tim and Kara are making live oh, and yeah. Tim has to go take a shower because you know stay fresh stay fresh <laughs> <laughs> no, the first time I was watching this with Alyssa, she started laughing so hard at that line, <laughs> and I was like, "This was the first time I kind of realized, like, yeah, I guess it is kind of a dumb fucking it's, line." Is this supposed to be like a Mentos reference or something? <laughs> yeah, I don't gotta, know gotta stay fresh, stay fresh. He says, "Surprise you to pop a <laughs> pop a Mentos at that yeah. point." <laughs> do, 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 do. <laughs> hey, honey. Br- hey, babe. Bring your towel. I'm, I'm freezing in here.
2: Also, those candles are getting off a lot of light in that bathroom.
1: Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I love that Michael hands him the towel, and you see that nice thorn tattoo on his wrist. Yeah, that's right. You know, I'm thinking of getting that tattooed on me. Really? I thought about it back when I was like, back when I got my first Halloween tattoo. But I was like, I could put the little thorn symbol right here. Give the affinity symbol on your other wrist. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm not a basic white girl. Thank you very much. Will you get the thorn symbol tattooed with me? No. I'll, I'll go with you to I'll get.
2: pay for it. No, I'll go with you to get the thorn stamp Absolutely. And what I tattoo would you... you get? I don't know. I've never really thought about it. I mean, I like ta- again. I like tattoos
1: on other people, but I know I would just get sick to death of it. I'm not seeing mean. it. Oh, speaking of, well, not really. On October twenty third. Yeah. It's on a Wednesday. Cool. There's this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, Wednesdays are cool. High energy, man. <laughs> I, know, I appreciate it. It's fucking late. <laughs> so. There's a place downtown Raleigh called Kings. They have like uh well they have like a lot of live music and shit, but yeah. anyways, they're having horror movie trivia night. Oh wow. So we are going out on Wednesday the 23rd to celebrate my birthday, which is on the oh, that's 24th. Right. Yeah. So each team can have up to 5 people, and I need you to be my fifth. Will you come out with me on Wednesday night? I could try my horse. I can't promise, I will try my horse, yeah, there. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Yeah, I'll, I'll, probably, I'll pay for your fucking ride home, okay? <laughs> it's your co host birthday, oh, I <laughs> forgot celebrating I was, yeah. on the night yeah. that they're having horror movie trivia. Well, so, it's a bar? What is well, it? Well, it's like, yeah, kind of. Okay. Yeah, I'll come. Yeah, it's a Wednesday night. It's a Wednesday night. Might be past your bedtime.
2: Mm, I do I, I do wake up pretty early in the mornings.
1: Yeah, well, I'll
0: well, come. Let's go I'll kick come. some ass. Yeah, All let's right. go kick some ass. All
1: right, you hear that, everybody? If Jason doesn't come, then, yeah. <laughs> that's the end of this
0: podcast that's right
1: <laughs> anyways how do we start talking about that so <laughs> Michael kills Tim Tim clears the fog off the mirror and the steam off the mirror and I like this little death scene he just slits his throat it's like he just didn't stay fresh
2: enough yeah he didn't, fresh. didn't stay fresh enough. yeah it kind of gets like, kind of gets his arm
1: a little bit too when he's bra- dragging across yeah. his yeah I did notice that well, that's a
2: nice little detail there Yeah,
1: good job Buchler yeah, and Danny hears the voice. The phone rings, and Beth answers. So Kara's telling Beth to get out, and I love this death scene. Michael sneaks up behind her, just starts stabbing her yeah. in the back. I like this. I know the editing is like... That's... It didn't need the editing. <laughs> the, I like it. didn't in slow-mo.
2: It, it's... I like the producers. I like the producers version of this a little bit. The producers cut version because it's not going okay. the slow mo. Mm-hmm. I like the death. I think it's really cool. Yeah, uh, I just don't think the slow mo stuff was
1: needed for it. Okay, touche. So, okay. Kara sees Danny walking towards the house, and Kara runs over to the Myers house, much like Jamie Lee Curtis in the original. Kinda. Huh. Huh. I didn't
2: think about that. But yeah, it, kinda.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's kind of another scene where you know. You know, she's going into this house and it's not going to be good. Oh, it ain't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so she walks in. That's the most country thing I've seen. Yeah, oh, oh, it, it ain't. i tell you what. Just boy. ain't no good. Uh uh-uh. uh. Oh, speaking of country shit, do I need to freeze those walled peanuts? I stuck them in the freezer today. I mean, They've if you They've been don't, in my fridge. Yeah. I just, yeah.
2: I, my, I keep mine in the freezer too. <laughs>
1: okay. Yeah.
2: And then when I boil them, then you can... <laughs> if you want to put them back in the freezer, they'll be good, too.
1: Hey, we should start selling spook house peanuts. We could. We'll we should. will sell them boiled peanuts. We'll
2: promise they'll stay fresh in the freezer. <laughs> That's right.
1: <laughs> Much like Tim Schrode. <laughs> yeah. So, Beth... Please leave this here. Beth grabs a fire poker and heads upstairs. And she finds... <laughs> she finds Tim and Beth in the bed. Yeah. And... She, she finds Danny sitting on the bed He's like mommy And the way she turns around And Michael's just kind of standing there Like what's up <laughs> I love that shot I think it's Dinner's ready Yeah I think it's like Really like kind of Kind of like claustrophobic in a way Like Michael just slowly starts lumbering towards her And is like oh, get get the fuck
0: out Get out yeah. Danny run
1: So i love that shot and she shuts the door starts backing up and deborah shroad falls out like bob from the original yeah i still don't know how they do this gag like I, does he like bring like a stepladder around when he goes to the house or something or yeah like uh, i don't know i don't get it does he have a string he like pulls and it's like or maybe it's like uh you know what i haven't hung anybody up by the uh, the top of the thing i'm bringing out an oldie but a goldie right quick <laughs> Goldie, a goldie. <laughs> and that it was. Yeah. I like how he walks past her and pulls the axe out of her chest. Yeah, that is pretty sweet. Pretty fucking badass. Yeah. Michael is standing at the top of the stairs and Kara knocks him down. Oh, yeah. She's
2: hiding from him. So, I right. mean, uh, Jamie's
1: not the only person that can pull a little sneaky. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so, Michael is passed out, I guess, at the bottom of the stairs. Kara goes to leave, but Danny's on the other side of Michael because kids just don't listen. That's right. (laughs) I love this scene. I think it's very suspenseful. Yeah. It like scared the shit out of me when I was a kid, where she steps over Michael to lift Danny up and put him on the other side. Uh He grabs her by the ankle. Yeah. She falls back, whacks his arm. You can tell Michael, he's like, Ooh, that hurt a little, but I'm fine. (laughs) (laughs) So, Kara and Danny run across the street and a chase scene ensues again. Like Halloween? Yeah. I did pick that one up. Yeah. Loomis and Tommy let him in. Where's the baby? Nobody knew except Wynn.
0: Yeah. (laughs) We hear Denny.
1: (laughs) And the man in black is chilling in the living room. It's Dr. Wynn. It was Miss Blankenship (laughs) all the time too. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. And Kara runs upstairs and finds Miss Blankenship. She's like Hello, dear. <laughs> and Kara, she's got some pipes on her. She's like, oh, yeah. She really. <laughs> she's there's got a an, scream. An on there's her. there's
2: another. We'll get to a little. When later. Michael grabs her hair, yeah, I was she's like,
1: oh god. Yeah, like, like, I was should like, start a metal band. <laughs> <get some laughs> screams on her. So Kara jumps out of the window. Even when I was a kid, it's like, why'd you just jump out of the window? <laughs> but I don't know. She does. She does. And before the cult members can get to her, and then. And then there's a hard cut mm-hmm. to... Now, this is a significant part of the movie because everything after this is a reshoot. It's completely different. Completely different. Now,
2: in the producer's cut, there's some minor changes here and there, and there's some some plots that are kind of... The, the cult thing is downplayed. Uh-huh. Uh, but as soon as after this, this is when it's
1: completely different. Yeah. And instead of... Well, in the producer's cut, Kara wakes up, on the cult sacrificing table, tied up, wearing a fucking flower, yeah, it's midsummer, yeah, midsummer, yeah. basically. In the theatrical, she wakes up in a holding cell at Smith's Grove
0: again,
2: which, like uh, Linda, Linda Hamilton in T- Terminator Two.
0: Hey,
1: okay, <laughs> doing those pull-ups. So, I'm, hello, Doctor Silverman. How's the knee? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Welcome to the Terminator Two episode of the Spook House. I like everything, well, I wouldn't say I agree with everything that the reshoots do, but I like it a lot better than the whole cult stuff, and there's, like, Dr. Wynn standing over and Michael standing off to the side like a fucking choir boy. No, that that one shot does drive me crazy. It looks
2: like... You remember you go to family photos and everybody's like wearing their nice Sunday dresses and there's that one goth kid who's wearing like... A, oh, that the, was the, me. The E.T. <laughs> like, Smells Like Children. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like, Philip, did you have to wear a Slipknot shirt? <laughs> yes. I wore my best ball-bearing necklace to be here, okay? <laughs> yeah, I polished my ball-bearing necklace. <laughs> so, Kara wakes up in the holding cell. Yeah. And Loomis enters Wynn's office. Well,
2: they find out, you know... The thing that drives me a little bit crazy, just backtrack it a little bit uh-huh. is when um Tommy and Loomis are just there and it's like Tommy goes, Where is she? Where's Kara? Oh yeah, where's Kara? And it's like <laughs> I feel like I've been drugged. We have been drugged. I was like,
1: When? <laughs> when did that happen? Uh, how did that happen? Yeah. Do they I... have a blow dart in the cold or something? I don't understand. that it's yeah. It's like how do they Yeah.
2: I understand why Dr. Loomis knows where they were going. Like I I'm going I'll accept that. But
1: then being well, drugged and I guess you would assume because Wynn works at Smiths Grove. Oh yeah, and Wynn I mean, yeah. is now. Yeah. But, yeah, so yeah.
0: Where's Kara?
1: Where is she? Where's it's Kara? his game? <laughs> and I know where he wants to play it. So Loomis enters Win's office. And he's ready to whoop some ass. He's oh, I love that little <laughs> scene where Loomis and Tommy are walking down the hallway, and Loomis pulls out his pistol. and He's like, "Doctor Loomis, you know that won't stop Michael." He's like, "I know." But when I'm a pop a cap at his ass, heighten <laughs> my sense of security. <laughs> yeah. I also love this part where he says, uh, Tommy, wait here, and then he immediately walks away. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hears somebody scream. Yeah. Nice. So Loomis goes into Wind's office, and there's some, you know, how could you, yada, yada, yada. I
2: recognize what it was
1: pure, uncorrupted evil. Yeah. Loomis is like, You
2: are a madman <laughs> <laughs> no one's gonna Looney dr me here well loomis gets this was out. all reshot today yeah that's right um so and actually when he's speaking to dr loomis loomis had already died at this that's point. right
1: so we should note that these were reshoots done about six months after yeah in the summer of 95 donald Pleasins died. Like early ninety five? Yeah, shortly March after February or up. March yeah, or shortly something. Shortly after the movie wrapped. He was... Oh, side note, with the day we recorded our Halloween five episode, that would have been his one hundredth birthday. Oh wow, I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh. I meant to give a little shout out okay. to the podcast. But yeah. Anyways, we miss you, Donald. So Lewis gets KO'd here. From behind. From behind. <laughs> which
2: was a body which was a was stunt double. that was not Oh, it was not the real Donald That wasn't plus. the it's... real Donald Oh, plus.
1: okay. just in case you know. <laughs> He's not uh, He's not Jackie Chan. So Tommy goes to investigate the woman's scream. Now, for some reason, I always thought this was Lindsay as a kid. I feel like it should have been. Really? I don't know. I feel like it should have been. Wouldn't that have been kind of cool? Like, you know, the crazy lady that's in the, the psych ward? Now,
2: I read one of the comics and Lindsay is in the psych ward and Michael Myers does in fact kill her.
1: Oh, okay. Because but- she's like, he walks amongst us, brother. And like, how does it feel to be damned? All I can think of is really maybe disturbing behavior.
2: No, it's been a while since oh, I okay. saw it. Well, that. there's a line that kind of reminded me of that. And they're at a, a, a
1: yeah, but Tommy could have been like, Lindsay, like, oh, she like went crazy, you know, but whatever. It's just some crazy lady. Yeah. And I like Paul Rudd's reaction. He's like, oh, shit. <laughs> 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 Tommy hears Kara in the room down the hall in room 237. Yeah, Shining reference. Yeah, there you go. Michael steps out. He hears a ruckus. Oh, he hears a ruckus now. And Michael appears much thinner here. And because, why is that? Because during the reshoots, they went with a different person who is a Michael Lerner who has a very much different... Well, the Weinsteins thought George Wilbur was like too big or And Joe Chappelle. I think it was more Joe Chappelle uh, than... I
2: don't... Cause, really? Yes, yeah, so what, what... Uh, I watched a George P. Wilbur uh, interview thing, and he was talking about how he was like, I still came back. He's still doing stunts. He's, he gets killed. Yeah, in the operating room scene. Um, So he's still there, but for some reason, it's like they wanted a
1: more svelte, you know, thinner. Yeah, which I think they should have just stuck with Wilbur, because whenever I go back and rewatch it, like, this guy is, like, very top-heavy. He is, and now some of that I think is a suit makes
2: you kind of like does a lot of
1: prison workouts. <laughs> it it's a lot of the upper body. Does oh yeah, it, <laughs> skips leg day quite a bit. But he just kind of looks looks a little weird. I much prefer George Wilbur. Yeah, Tommy is breaking Kara out of the room. He's hitting a hitting the doorknob with a fire extinguisher, and again, this is that little shot where I think this the this is the first time Tommy sees Michael, right? Because up until then, I don't don't, think he had seen him in the movie.
2: Yeah, I don't think he ever saw when he was outside
1: the house or when he was... uh...
2: Yeah, well, he sees him now, and he just
1: has like a stare-off with him. And I love this scene. He kind of giggles to himself. He's like, hey, I'm just... uh, Don't mind me, real quick. I like the little giggle, though. He's like, well, I guess we're doing this now. Holy (laughs) shit. So he continues banging on the doorknob, gets the door open, grabs Kara. They head down the hall. They shut a gate. But Michael grabs Kara's hair and, like, pulls her. Oh,
0: God. <laughs> oh, God. Help me.
1: Oh, my God. She's 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 uh, really hamming it up a little bit. And, hey, here's your Terminator 2 reference. Paul Rudd sticks a gun up to his chest. Oh, yeah. Boom. That was pretty sweet.
2: I did like that. Yeah. Like
1: they do that in Terminator 2, something. right? Yeah. That's Terminator 2. Oh, yeah. Why did Terminator 2 talk today? Well, so, this
2: little scene kind of reminds me of, you know, the the asylum scene in Terminator 2.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, you're right. Because
2: remember he keeps going through those bars, and they're the same kind of bars. Mm-hmm. What you if don't... Michael did that? <laughs> if he just... And <laughs> he tried to get through, but his knife wouldn't go through. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and Dr. Loomis, little little needle cap, paws out of his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Tommy and Kara they peek through the operating room window as Dr. Nguyen and the doctors get ready for what are they doing surgery i don't are they i don't are they the yeah.
2: surgery a bors-
0: what's well, going on well they have here? the
1: baby waiting in the other room so i'm guessing they're going to do something with the baby i don't i don't know either but this was clearly like how do we get Michael Myers to
2: wreck shit because they like that's what the people like
1: that's
0: i don't know well, is,
2: yeah.
1: well yes but Let's not let it downplay this kick-ass scene. So, Michael enters, walks down the hall, and he chooses his weapon. Like a medical machete? I don't know what that thing was. Yeah, but it's a badass shot of him just like he turns and he's like holding the little machete thing. it's just the outline of him. Then he walks in. Or it's like one of those, you know, those those knives you use to cut cakes. They're really long. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I love this the massacre scene, scene. This, this why is there a strobe light going off i don't know what are they doing yeah they're wearing red scrubs i don't know what no, it makes it's sense badass is <laughs> michael myers with a strobe light murdering <laughs> motherfuckers i love this scene tommy and kara they get the fuck out of there they grab the baby along with danny they're running down the hall well one doctor gets away but michael <laughs> is closely behind them and that's michael Lerner's dad yeah. The guy that's playing Michael now. Oh, okay. Yeah. He
2: gets smashed into the. Yeah, the bars. they
1: run down a long hallway. And they shut a door, shut a gate door. Yeah. And Michael comes up behind him and jams his head through the bars. Now, do he's you not see, a T1000. Did you, no, he's not. <laughs> now, did you see the deleted footage of this? No. The uncensored death? Oh, shit. He no, pushes I didn't see that. his face completely through the bars and, like, Chunks of his face fall on the floor. Oh like, wow. Hunks of meat just fall like he gets like shredded. Jeez. It's fucking brutal. Jeez. It is the most brutal thing in this movie. More so than the head explosion. Oh wow. Yeah, they should have kept it in there, but I'm sure they could It should be on YouTube somewhere. I forgot exactly where I watched it, but it's like, God damn that's just brutal. <laughs> so they run into Zordon's lair. And Well it yeah. looks like it from power rangers the way michael rips the doorknob off is pretty fucking badass i think punches a hole through it rips a chunk of the door off (laughs) just drops on the floor this is like the finale of the movie it kind of seemed like they were like what could we do here yeah kind of
2: yeah i mean i don't hate it okay i want to say paul rudd's not great in this this part really i don't when he's got okay so it's clear that he's trying everything to get the baby off so that's kind of his big goal at this point Uh uh-huh so they, again, they pull a bit of a sneaky mm-hmm. and they've got the thing. He's like, Michael, you've won. He's yours. He does this like awkward laugh kind of thing. Uh-huh. I was like, I didn't mind it. And then he gives the baby and then well, he, he shoots him up. Here's the his, baby
1: cry. And yeah. Michael turns around. And he's like, why, I oughta. to. Paul Rudd injects him with, <laughs> we don't know what, green goo. Yeah, like pre sun or like yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Or maybe it was like slime from Nickelodeon. Gives him a sugar rush. <laughs> That's why Michael like shakes his head. He's like, "Oh, <laughs> was, I don't know what this is Yeah. So Kara gives him a beating with a pipe. Gives him a good beating. Yeah. So he starts choking Kara. And Danny's like, "Leave her alone!" And then you get that with mummy, 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 mummy. <laughs> You know, Danny like rarely talks in this
2: the movie. The baby has more lines than Danny does in this movie. <laughs> yeah. He's like Mummy, Mummy, <laughs> like, I can't I'm trying to think of like other times he talks, but he really doesn't. Yeah, I think he says, right. Or he knows all about he knows about dinosaurs. Oh
1: yeah. He knows all about
2: dinosaurs. And I'm trying to think of some I know he talks does I he think talk that's about it. That's when she like comes to him in his room? The Batman or something? I don't know. But yeah, it, like it's, way, the baby has more lines
1: than Danny does that's true he's a worthless character doesn't need to be in this movie. well Michael's trying to go after him he's trying to do you a favor there and kill Danny but yeah. he can't get to him he's still not thin enough his fat ass can't squeeze through the so he's a little bit thinner than George Peel but he's not thin enough <laughs> yeah so Tommy injects him again and gives him the business with a pipe and <laughs> so much so that he's he, the shit out of him, bleeding green goo out of his face. I kind of like the end of this movie. It's just Paul Rudd beating the shit out of Michael Myers with a pipe, like, and then he like throws it down with a authority, like he just got a touchdown in the Super oh. Bowl. <laughs> yes.
0: he's, like, he's like Gronkowski spikes that motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, he
1: like well Gronks Michael in the face with the pipe, <laughs> like busts his eye open. Yeah, and if we learned anything in Halloween Five, you got to do more than that to kill Michael. <laughs> <laughs> loomis should have showed up be like let me show you how it's done <laughs> let me pass that on top of him real quick <laughs> yeah. so and that's well almost the end of the movie so you get a shot of loomis outside paul rudd and kara and danny come with in us. the babies come with us loomis is like no i have some business to attend to and they drive off yeah what happens to him after that we don't know there's a shot of Michael Myers' mask and an empty needle laying on the ground. And you hear Loomis scream off screen. And you get a shot of a jack-o'-lantern outside the Myers' house and fade to black. That's Halloween 6. That's Halloween 6. The curse of Michael Myers. And it, it does say, in memory of Donald Pleasance. Yes. There it is, Jason.
2: That's That's Halloween 6. The and
1: ending. So, yeah, the ending's a bit... Eh, I don't know. How should we end this? Let's make it brutal and violent for the 14-year-old boys out there. I don't mind the ending. It's whatever. I I I will say it's better than Part 5. It's absolutely better than Part 5. It's better than Resurrection. Obviously, it's much better than Resurrection. It's much better than the producer's cut ending, which is re goddamn ridiculous. It's
2: absolutely ridiculous, but I feel like it makes a little bit more sense.
1: Oh, no, sir. I, I, I legitimately do think it makes a little bit more sense. Okay. Let's go through the ending of the producer's okay. cut. Uh, no, I'm, again, I'm not saying it's a good ending, because it certainly is not. Well, as far as making sense, beating Michael to a pulp with a pipe and then driving off, I mean, it's whatever, but it makes sense. Yeah. I understand that. Yeah. In the producer's cut, Paul Rudd lays out these magical acorns Yeah, That's what circle? Joseph Hill kept calling them. Yes. And Michael enters the circle and... He's frozen because <laughs> these powerful druid runes. runes. And Paul Rudd goes up to Loomis and he's like, "Doctor Loomis, the rune stopped Michael." It's like, okay. And Myers is standing there in the circle, and Doctor Win chews him out. I'm not exactly sure what happens. Somehow Michael
2: gets out,
1: switches with Doctor Win. Michael puts his jumpsuit and mask on Doctor Win. And Michael dresses as the man in black and he escapes
2: because he realized, well, everybody else is pulling a sneaky.
1: Maybe yes. I should pull one. Say pull a sneaky one more time, Jason. <laughs> God, it's like I'm going to pull a sneaky and edit out every one of those. Um, so Myers, dressed as the man in black, yeah. leaves. And Loomis, he thinks it's Michael Myers, pulls the mask off and it's Dr. Wynn. And he says, "It's your game now, Loomis." And then the tattoo shows up. And he his. looks at his wrist, and a tattoo magically appears on his wrist. <laughs> and Loomis screams. It's the same scream that you get at the end at of the, the, end. the theatrical. Yeah. Now, you can't tell me that ending is better than the theatrical. They're. Both. I'm not saying they're. I'm not saying the theatrical ending is great. I'm saying, as far as like making sense, like oh, okay, I, I mean, whatever. But it's—I'm not saying it's a good ending,
2: and I'm not saying. i say maybe it makes a little bit more sense than like just this because the third, the third act for the theatrical movie it just feels tacked on.
0: Yeah, it
1: does. Well, it was. I mean, yeah, it absolutely. Was, a reshoot. was yeah. Do you know who was in charge of writing those reshoots? A lot. Everybody it wasn't fans, right? Uh. He was
2: there, but I think okay. Chappelle was doing a lot of stuff. The Weinsteins were like more. It just seems like a lot of people from what I read had their hands on the, the reshoots.
1: Well, for a third act reshoot with probably not a lot of time to flesh out a story, it's passable at best. Yeah. I don't mind it. I like um, the escape scene with Kara with Tommy seeing Michael for the first time. I like that. I now, like seeing Paul Rudd beat the shit out of Michael Myers with a pipe. I don't know. Yeah, whatever. Now there was one I guess kind of an epilogue where mm-hmm. Danny, not Danny,
2: um, Tommy and Kara and the kids go to the bus stop and at the bus stop Kara winds up dead and the two kids have disappeared and uh, Tommy shows up and it looks like Tommy did everything,
1: killed everybody in front of the I police. I thought it was that Danny killed her. Well, it, it, well by the way, there's like literally five different alternate endings for this movie that were pitched uh one had the uh, Dr. Wynn escaping in a helicopter <laughs> and Michael replaced a uh, Tommy replaced the baby with some dynamite and, yeah, and the helicopter up. explodes <laughs> like what the hell <laughs> so we're not going to go through all the potential alternate endings yeah some of them are just really bad yeah um so it could have been a lot worse that's for sure oh yeah there was a VR
2: component at one point yeah
1: oh god Jason, what are, give me the high points of this movie. What do you like about this movie? I do like the way it looks.
2: You know, yes. I like, it's. I think it's directed fine. Like I said, it's definitely an improvement over, the, the production looks What much better than four and five. Now some of that's because it came out in the 90s as opposed to the 80s.
1: Yeah. And for the record, so I always thought that like, Joe Chappelle was kind of like, anytime this movie got brought up, it was like, oh, Joe Chappelle fucked the movie up, you know. Well, everybody but, like this movie. Well, up. from what I understood, Farron's has nothing but good things to say about Joe Chappelle. Yeah, and it was really more the Weinstein's and Miramax yeah. that were ruining things.
2: Well, at one point, uh, Mustapha the Cads and the Weinstein's lawyered up over this movie about what cut was coming out. Jesus. Yeah, like <laughs> the, apparently they, they the Cads like backed off because they realized like the Weinstein's footed the bill for everything. Man. So, uh, but yeah, like it got, I mean, I was watching the Malik Academy interview about it. It's like, yeah, like it got really contentious for a while between the Academy and the Weinstein. Yeah. And
1: then you have like Paul Freeman involved. He was another producer. So this movie was getting pulled in every direction, but all that aside, for the most part, I think it, a decent product came out. Also. Uh,
2: apparently, a million dollars of this budget
1: got put onto the
2: Hellraiser bloodline, which was going oh, through. Oh God, I heard about that. Going came out through '96 was well, going through its own version of this exact same issue. Huh. And Joe Chappelle actually had to, uh, to direct reshoots for that movie as well. Oh wow. <laughs> yeah. Like it's funny. Like the story between this movie and that movie are actually pretty pretty interesting. Huh. Well. Let's keep it positive yeah, for the time being. Yeah. So,
1: again, what what do you like about this movie? Acting is also an upgrade from the yes previous. Nobody is like, nobody really hams it up in the movie. No. And everybody is. It's very much a grown
2: up Halloween Aside movie. Aside from
1: Tim. Yeah. Yeah, and his, his they could record. Recast- yeah, they could've recasted him. But, just, but other than that. But
2: again, him, him and Danny are kinda like furniture in this movie. Yeah, really. Um like I, uh but yeah, the acting is, is very much a grown up Halloween movie. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's not so like teen oriented as the last couple of ones were. I go back and forth on the score sometimes. Now I don't like the sound effects, you know. Like I talk about that. Sometimes noise. the uh, the the guitars are all right, but other uh, times I'm like, okay, yeah, you're really doing. Let's bring some
1: yeah, the, some more. The Daryl squills are. those are a bit much. Well, okay.
2: So what do you like about this movie?
1: Okay, well, I thought it was original. Yeah, I mean. Yes, they took some chances. Daniel, oh, they swung for the fence. Oh, Daniel probably. Ferens was swinging for the fucking... The upper deck. I would like to one. read his original script. Because apparently they had like... The town was in on the whole cult thing. And that sounds... Uh, little, oh, that sounds kind of dumb. That sounds a more interesting than like... Smith
2: Grove being in on yeah, it. Yeah.
1: Okay, I will say this about Daniel Ferens. Though. I think he was a bit... Ambi- too, a little too ambitious there. Yeah. At times, like... I feel like he... He had a lot of really good ideas, but he should have had somebody beside him be like, okay, Daniel, that's a good idea, but let's maybe try it this way. Okay, yeah. You know, like, let's let's not get too crazy with it. So I think it's original, stays true to the original story when they could have disregarded everything, especially like the Man in Black and the Thorn stuff, because that was just introduced in Halloween 5, admittedly, because... Whatever, why not? They just threw it in there. Yeah, and like you said, it's an adult movie. Yeah, and they could have casted five no name teenagers and had them killed off, and had faceless characters and shitty acting. There's really no annoying characters. Tim would be the most annoying, or Danny. I'm sorry, Danny's
2: the most annoying character, and that's just because there's he's not. Like I said, he's not needed.
1: Yeah, no, and
2: and he doesn't do anything. He's just there.
1: Yeah, no, I like. Personally, I like the sound design. Really? the flashy editing. I I just... It just... It gets... It's too... Like the baby thing.
2: Like All it needs is a... Well, yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that one was kind of silly. But again, I think it gives it sort of an evil, trippy feel to it. Yeah. It feels, I don't know, just very ethereal and otherworldly. It is It
2: is much more cerebral than uh, the other ones. Yeah. That's for sure.
1: Yeah. And the death scenes are solid as shit there's some of my favorite death scenes in the series and yeah,
2: there's yeah i mean the spike and the head explosion are, are definitely highlights of the series
1: yeah and this is the most intimidating version of michael i think mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't want to be like locked in a room with this <laughs> with this version of Myers. yeah uh yeah he does seem to be a little more purposeful in this one than he does in the other yeah. one yeah this is the kind of one of the first times in the series you always hear about Michael being evil in this. Mm-hmm. This one, he just seems like fucking evil. Like, <laughs> I'm ready to fucking kill somebody. So, <laughs> yeah, I like the look of Myers. Um, Even the A. Michael Lerner Myers. Uh, he's, yeah. <laughs> Upon rewatching it, it's very obvious it's a different yeah. person. Yeah. He looks a little weird. Yeah. He kind of has the walk of like I see these guys at the gym all the time. They walk around with their their arms like out, carrying yeah. invisible suitcases what's, under their arms. The <laughs> like, I've had five pounds of creatine today, y'all. You <laughs> don't want to fuck with me right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, he's kind of got that walk going on. But hey, this is one of my favorite Halloween movies. What's your least favorite thing about this movie?
2: Like, what's something you see every time you're like, ah, I really wish they would fucking drop this, or uh, wish, even if it's something minor.
1: I don't know. I think the, the storylines just get a little too convoluted. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> t- even the theatrical version of the storyline gets convoluted. If they had just went to Farren's, who knows what the fuck he's doing. Like yeah. He knows the history of Halloween very well. If they went to him and be like, okay, do all of that, but let's just take out the cult stuff. Let's give me a solid Halloween movie set in Haddonfield and let's explore the town, which yeah. they do in this movie. Yeah. I really do like that. You see more of Haddonfield. Yeah. Just a solid movie. Nothing too crazy. And just keep everything else and, uh, you know, just don't go too fucking crazy. Yeah.
2: A- apparently, one of his earlier drafts, he had like a finale, like basically a battle scene between Jamie and Michael. Like she, mm. she lived to the end kind of thing. Yeah, I don't know if that's... she lived for the whole movie, but he was like, oh, yeah, heard about uh, it. originally I was. You know, there was going to be a battle scene between the two of them, pretty much." Yeah.
1: Well, hey, here's a question for you: What would you have liked to have seen in a sequel? Like, if they had carried to on,
2: yes, Tommy taking over the Doctor Loomis kind of role, yeah, I would really kind of. Li- I think that would be
1: an interesting thing to, to follow up that on. That could have been really cool. Like, yeah. say in 1997, we had another Halloween movie. And, yeah, you know.
2: Yeah. Now I don't. Obviously, my, uh, Paul Rudd wouldn't do it at that point because he had, you know, he had become a comedic actor by that point or much more. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, I would have, you know. Yeah. What if? I would have liked that would have been a cool thing. And maybe some more of the, uh, maybe some Strode stuff still, mm-hmm. you know, that's not Jamie or Laurie could have been interesting. Or maybe put, get him fuck away from Haddonfield. See what happens in Russellville when he shows up. <laughs>
1: bring billy back bring billy
2: back (laughs) these are
0: for you
2: i moved to russellville
1: (laughs) it seemed it's safer yeah i would have loved to have seen i'm assuming paul rudd and marion hagan they're a couple now and (laughs) they've adopted steven and steven little danny has learned to say more than two lines mommy mommy yeah they could have done some interesting stuff with that Um,
2: but i mean as soon as jamie lee curtis like i was like hey of course that's going to trump everything
1: yeah well that's next week's episode that is next week's episode well i do want to say this moving moving forward okay we will not have donald Pleasants to talk about no nah, i think that's is, a real bummer
2: it is but i mean he was 80, 80
1: when he's like no <sighs> yeah he was up there when he was making this yeah but looking back every time i rewatch this i get a little sad Yeah, it was his last movie, his last role. Yeah. And, yeah, it was his last role. Yeah. And, I don't know, do you think he almost, like, kind of knew that, like, maybe this was it? Like, his last...
0: Uh, Maybe. Now, apparently he
2: was a big fan of uh, Perrin's original script, you know? Yeah,
1: yeah. Well, it's a shame he got caught up in all that shit. Yeah. feel bad for pretty much everybody. Though. Hey, he didn't have to deal with the reshoots,
2: though. That's very true. Yeah. That seems like it was kind of a rough situation. Even apparently
1: Paul Rudd was not super stoked about I would love to sit down with Paul Rudd and be like, hey, let's talk Halloween 6. He's come around on it recently. I've got some questions. What's like, he said about it?
0: But
2: yeah, he's come around on it recently, but he, somebody was asking him about it, and this is kind of what he put down in his thoughts. He says... When I first saw Halloween 6, I remember thinking, oh God, this movie's not good, and I was really kind of bummed out. In fact, when we first started making it, I remember thinking, oh, this is the one that's going to be different. I enjoyed making it. I thought it was really, really fun, but then I thought, oh God, are people going to think I'm a joke? Am I ever going to get work as an actor after this comes out? I've since changed my tune. I love it. I'm honored nice. to be part of a franchise that has the last of a- that has lasted that long, that has th- that mean devotees, and I couldn't be happier that I can say that my first movie is a Halloween movie. Nice. So, and he, Apparently, somebody read that he tried to be around for that 25-year reunion for Halloween 6, but mm-hmm. he was busy with Marvel movies, so he oh, couldn't okay. get away from his schedule. So he's <laughs> he's come around on it recently, but he said but for a while there he was kind of embarrassed by it when, when people would talk about it.
1: Well, cool. Yeah. Well, I would still like to sit him down. I got some <laughs> detailed questions. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be like, But until that time comes, I got to... Head to Bush Gardens tomorrow morning. Oh yeah, got a big day ahead of me. Big day, and I haven't even eaten dinner. It is <laughs> like almost ten thirty right now. Oh so yeah, we've been recording for a while. Yeah. So I think we're gonna call it an evening here at the Spook House. So until we
0: see you next week, I'm Phil. I'm Jason, and this has been the Spook House.